Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag Free, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is, is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international over to person. <laughs> Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? Chaos in Congress. A small but determined band of Republicans digging in against party leader Kevin McCarthy. Rosendale. Kevin! Hearn! Hearn. <laughs> A speaker has not been elected. For what purpose does the gentleman from Florida rise? To place a name and nomination for the position of Speaker of the House. Donald Trump. A speaker has not been elected. I'm going to come. Honorable Kevin McCarthy of the state of California is duly elected Speaker of the House of Representatives. We will use the power of the purse and the power of the subpoena to get the job done. I doubt it. You are fake news. Nobody asked you, Kevin! Shut up, bitch! Very fake news. This is lit, 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 lit. That's a big game, man. I will eat your ass. Oh, my God, bro. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. Ten, five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly... The very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Very sorry to say the party is over. I hope you enjoyed your week or so with a non-functioning Congress because they are now back to their usual business of stealing your money and devaluing what little you have left by printing more. Kevin McCarthy, officially elected as Speaker of the House in the late hours of uh, Friday night, Saturday morning. And if you don't support him, well, you're basically a terrorist. You're in Al-Qaeda. This according to uh, a certain Republican member of Congress. We'll get to that later in the show. We'll talk, uh, of course, about all the rest of the drama surrounding the new Congress, plus... uh, the on-field, on-screen collapse of Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin. I know you are not into what you might refer to as gay football topics, but... Dude, I'll show up for this, though. This has been the... Uh, I mean, there hasn't been... Outside, outside of the speaker stuff, this was the story of the week. This probably eclipsed the speaker stuff, to be honest. But yeah, an, an on-field, on-camera collapse. And it sends everyone speculating... About what happened, there's one piece of speculation that is not to be uttered. Nobody really knows what happened, and even the experts admit that, but they know it's not that. So you can't say that. Right. It's yeah. not the thing. It's not Everybody. the thing. Joe Biden heads, uh, heads <laughs> he down to... He had more fantasy. <laughs> he did, too. <laughs> His arms were also very long. 
and he was very stringy. <laughs> sorry, sorry, proceed. <laughs> yeah, all right. Joe Biden, uh, he was also he was also assassinated by a Muslim guy in Qatar. <laughs> is what happened to him? I forgot. I already forgot. It's only we're two weeks removed, uh, three weeks maybe. I don't know. Joe Biden uh, heads down to El Paso for his first border visit as president. We're only two years into it, but hey, he got there eventually. And it sounds like well, they finally figured out how to clean up the streets of El Paso pretty dang quickly. They shined him up good for the president's three hour or so visit this afternoon. The affidavit has been released in the Idaho quadruple murder case, giving some more specifics to the evidence. We'll get to that later. Plus, we have uh, hoax hate. Uh, There's a new noose. A new noose variety has been born. I've never heard of such a thing. It's a so played out. Come on. uh, It's creative by noose standards, but it's not very convincing. We'll get to that at the end of the show. And before we get out of here. Tonight's movie review is Amadeus. So stick around for that. We'll catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. Of course, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is Matt Christians and dot com. We also have show merchandise for sale on the site. Plus, we have offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Sonoran Defense Technologies. At Sonoran Defense Technologies, we understand that the two-way industry is a unique community with people from all walks of life who come together over the love of firearms and freedom. We also know that control and comfort when it comes to your firearms and gear is absolutely crucial. As such, we produce advanced stippling that provides a great-looking design with the performance to match. You will maintain a positive grip during even the most demanding situations, whether on-duty or EDC. Sonoran Defense is renowned for our precision laser stippling on OEM Glock frames and CZ P0709s, which provides both aesthetic profiles and performance enhancements that are far superior to what factory textures provide the shooter. We also pride ourselves on great customer service and response time. We stand by all of our work and simply do not cut corners. It has to be perfect every time. Learn more about our brand and the full range of products and services at SonoranDefense.com. And remember, Sonoran doesn't just make the coolest custom Glocks around. They can custom laser engrave magazines, knives, drinkware, and more. They even laser engraved the artwork on the very PC, the show artwork that is on the very PC that's streaming the show right now. Get 10% off everything from our friends at Sonoran Defense using promo code G's. That's J-E-E-Z at SonoranDefense.com for 10% off. Find everything you need from our friends at Sonoran Defense, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Western Razor Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals by listeners, for listeners. Well, of course, uh, Friday marked um, our nation's most cherished holiday at this point, January 6th, the uh, the holiest of days for the faithful. And so we have many of the remembrances to observe and discuss. And that begins with uh, recognition of some fantastic work by listener Clint he uh he made this work of cake artistry to commemorate the day clint tells me uh that is real fire extinguisher blood splatter on the cake so it's really authentic <laughs> uh he, he did a great job 
maybe he could work with uh, Jack Phillips in Colorado making. Yeah, uh, really. Well, I don't know. I guess Jack does doesn't make controversial cakes, but I don't know. Clint, how do you feel about uh, Satanist transgender cakes? Because there's a business opportunity for you for the for the people Jack Phillips refuses, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, I appreciate the effort and I hope the cake was delicious. So uh, speaking of January 6th remembrances. So good. I am excited to uh, to release what I have on Monday. My local paper, the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, published an announcement that there would be a January 6th vigil at the county courthouse downtown Bozeman. For who? Brian Sicknick? uh, The vigil for is that you're asking? Yeah. uh, The American people. Yes. uh, The people who died is what the vigil goers told me and us. Except for Ashley Babbitt. No, no. One of them even said, I have it on footage because we were asking, well, who died? What about that woman? And and so where they go, wait, this is a memorial for Ashley Babbitt. (laughs) It wasn't exactly clear, but just the people who died generically. Anyway, I I decided I got to go check this out because it had an open mic and because for as much as I love living here in mostly rural America, that's not as politicized as the coastal urban centers. I do miss opportunities to Mm -hmm. see some of this stuff in reality and and, and realize that these people exist off the Internet. They're not just memes. They are real and they're in my town. So it's an open mic. I decided, okay, I'm going to go check it out. Two friends come with me and we listen to the organizer speak. This is all on Friday night. The organizer talked about the police supposedly killed uh, by the crowd. And then, of course, gave a shout out to Ukraine because that, they're also fighting for democracy in Ukraine, except for all the censorship and all that. And then they did their We Shall Overcome cringe anthem. They sang that for about five minutes. And then they opened up the microphone and I asked to speak. I said, hey, this is open to anybody, right? I I would like to say a few words. They Weren't said, they sure. suspicious? Weren't you the only person under like 75 there? It, it, this was a gathering of CNN watching olds. Uh, Your I, I'm wife gonna... told me it was at a nursing home. And I was it, like, it, really? It, may... <laughs> it was pretty close. It was borderline nursing home field trip. You're right. I, I, we were the youngest people there. And I don't consider myself a young person. All my friends are about the same age. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they say, sure, you can come up and speak. And I went up and I gave a speech about how democracy, typical me stuff, you know, democracy is a misplaced value. We're a constitutional republic. And the rights and the values that that constitutional republic are designed to protect have been implicated by our response to January 6th. This was not to go up and <laughs> deny the crimes, but it was to say, hey, maybe we ought not to have so much thirst for political vengeance that we should consider how we're handling things like due process just maybe we should think about that since preserving our country is the theme here and it took about anybody throw feces at you no no diapers unloaded but it took about two (laughs) minutes when for them to realize that i was not fully in agreement with them though i was trying to find some common ground it took that long they start heckling me and they're telling me to hurry up and shut up and i'm saying if you let me speak i would have been done minutes ago so i finally finish up And once I'm done, they start getting hostile with my friend and me and with this aggressive character questioning. According to my friend, I didn't see it. And I'll show you what I have later in the week. He says that they even got into a little bit of physical pushing. He says he was caned by an old man. Okay, (laughs) I 
I will reveal the evidence <laughs> later in the week. But we didn't respond with any physicality at all. We're not there. Of course, yeah. I, I, I'm serious when I say I wasn't trying to troll. This was advertised as a publicly open public mic. I wanted to just go speak as a citizen. This was not a trolling thing. So in response to a slightly different viewpoint, they called the police on us. <laughs> and, and police arrived and they discovered someone offered a perspective that wasn't necessarily popular. And they realized there was no crime and they did not remove us. They asked us to physically separate from these people, but they didn't say you need to leave. And the right, event was good. kind of over at that point anyway. So we left on our own accord shortly thereafter. Now, as soon as I was done speaking, this is the brief clip that I shared on Twitter on, um, on Friday night. And I have much more, but as soon as I was done speaking, I go, I walked down the steps of the courthouse, very small set of steps. And someone else is speaking after me and I'm recording on my phone the whole time because I want to have record of what people say. And just in case something happens and the old man behind me starts yapping in my ear, telling me to eat shit and die. Sorry, what? I said eat shit and die. Why? Eat shit and die? Yeah. What? Why? I I thought we were here to have everybody say their piece. So this is not what my father thought. Who should eat shit and die? I'm damned if I'm gonna watch a bunch of youths. You want me to eat shit and die? What's your name? My father fought for. I, I don't know what he said My in that God. second part. Marsh, marred, and martyred or murdered? <laughs> I have no idea. There's there's plenty of uh, comedic events that happened. Uh, so I have the full footage. I'm going to present both a, my own breakdown of it, but I will release the entire thing unedited in case you want to see it. I will do that on Wednesday, so look out for Gosh. that. And Could I nature really... take care of business, please? Good <laughs> Lord. I haven't done this uh, on the street content really since we did it in 2016 at the Republican National Convention. So it was it was fun to get back into fun. it. It's a nightmare. What are you talking about? Well, it was fun in a way that was somewhat contentious, but it was, it you know, a, a cane beating was the biggest threat. It wasn't Antifa yeah. people with guns. So right, it was right. never truly... I wouldn't say that I was threatened or felt threatened. It was it was interesting. Some of these to get old hippies, though. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, an- another highlight. Um, it's a lot of these guys with their Vietnam veteran hats advertising their veteran status, and we're not veterans. We didn't pretend to be. But once they start aggressing, uh, aggressively questioning us, my friend is very much into elk hunting, yeah. and so he was wearing a a his jacket is camouflage, like a woodland camo for elk hunting. They accused him of stolen valor for wearing a camo jacket demanding to know what branch of the military he's in because he had a camouflage jacket on as wow. though as you though think uh, that serving in vietnam would have endowed you with a certain amount of uh skepticism for federal government right i i yeah one might think and i also i'm not there to put a particular person on blast except for maybe the guy who told me to eat shit that was really rude eat shit and die but if you experienced Vietnam and you claim to be traumatized by January 6th, I'm I'm going to speculate that maybe you had something like the Nathan Phillips uh, experience Special. in Vietnam. That's the Indian guy from uh, from the Covington Catholic uh, Covington Catholic case where he claimed to be a Vietnam veteran. It turned out he enlisted like three years after the fact and he fixed fridges. That's what he did. It's I don't so know. Disappointing. But well, all I know is. I know my fair share of 
uh, military veterans who have experienced the worst of the worst. And for all I know, these people did. I'm not saying they didn't. But the guys I know who have experienced the true horror, they don't advertise it and flex about it constantly. Yeah. And they don't try to do this weird dick measuring contest with people based on political views. And cause a guy's wearing an elk hunting jacket, which is what we, and surely it would give you some perspective, right? Yeah. You would think that's true horror. Uh, January yeah. 6th or whatever you want to say about it. It's not Vietnam. Anyway, uh, I, I won't go on about that anymore. Cause I'm going to get back into that on Wednesday and there's plenty more of the January 6th remembrance festivities, including uh, the arrest of, Ashley Babbitt's mom. Oh, wait, no, I got I got ahead of myself. Ashley Babbitt's mom did get arrested at the Capitol. But before we get to that, Biden spoke about January 6th and they've done this a couple times now, but he just lumped in Billy Evans with the Capitol police officers who uh, were supposedly killed on or in relation to January 6th. Here's Biden talking about that. Today is a ceremony to honor heroes of January 6th. We also recognize the late U.S. Capitol Police Officer Billy Evans. Three months after January 6th, while they're still cordoning off the Capitol because threats these, by these sick insurrectionists, Officer Evans was killed defending the checkpoint because of these god-awful sick threats. Billy Evans, of course, was the guy hit by a, a Nation of Islam member driving a car in April 2021, three months after January 6th. Was the, he saying that because of increased security after January 6th, which they really didn't need, that any death you know, in, involving that increased security is somehow a January 6th death? He also death? said that the threats of January 6th are what caused the attack that killed Billy Evans, but the attacker was a nation of Islam guy with no demonstrated connection to anything involving January 6th whatsoever. But really who are we to question Biden's expertise? He has all the uh, classified information we might not be privy to. He not only does he know everything about January 6th, he knows everything about July 6th. That's how advanced he is. Not a joke. The impact what happened on July the 6th had international repercussions beyond what I think any of you can fully understand. Yeah. The impact of July the 6th. That's the level that he's on. And they got, uh, they, they arrested Ashley Babbitt's mom as well. What are the facts on that? Yeah. So she was uh, protesting Ashley Babbitt's death um, as part of a group that uh, apparently they, they were charged with, um, with they were i guess they were protesting without a permit and they were blocking roadways and she had a sign about ashley babbitt and then um she got she got arrested for that and was processed and released with a citation she'll have a court appearance in a few months presumably um it's like such a bad look it's like you guys you guys had to flag ashley babbitt's mom can't you give her a pass good lord i'm surprised they didn't put her in the same gulag with uh, you know three months without charges and no bail for this crime clip, of jaywalking. Uh, yeah, did you watch her reaction? It, it was pretty great. Here's Ashley Babbitt's mom getting arrested. Sidewalk now. Are you under arrest? My hands were behind my back, so you yanked them out of there. Anything you want to say? Capitol Police suck ass is what she said. It was probably a good moment for the right, though. 
this particular event? Well, seeing Capitol Police arrest Ashley Babbitt's mom for some stupid infraction. Oh, I, I I think the the leftist reaction to that is she should have been shot. She should have been George Floyded on the spot. That's that's what I mean, they would it, say. It fills Meal the average person neck. with rage, surely. Yeah. Well, how did she get away from this crime? She needs to be punished more, is yeah, what they would say. Yeah. And... Um, a new Congress, which we'll get to momentarily, means, uh, of course, January 6th committee champion Adam Kinzinger is out because he made the decision to leave Congress and not run for reelection. And immediately upon his congressional retirement, the, the most obvious news possible broke. Adam Kinzinger has joined CNN as a political analyst. <laughs> and if it was a Babylon Bee article, it would suck for being too obvious and not creative enough. Yeah. So I can't wait to see how that turns out. They just uh, take the most predictable people on their panels. What, what's Liz Cheney doing? Was she not available? Yeah, really? I can't believe it. This is a permanent spot, right? Sounds like it. It says senior political commentator, according to uh. CNN communications. So that's not just a guest spot. That sounds like he'll be making probably daily contributions. How much well, do you hate cyclists now? Well, More? this is a special entry, and I know I'm a little bit late to the story, but I appreciate everybody for making me aware of it because I certainly don't want to skip it. Now, Did 400 people email this to you? <laughs> in recent months, I and I would say we, but tell me if you disagree. I, I've made no secret of my disdain for entitled cyclists who take over the road and assume the roles, the traffic roles of both vehicles and pedestrians interchangeably, depending on <laughs> whichever suits them with the most convenience in that particular instance. And then they act like, like you have committed some kind of atrocity against them. If you inconvenience them in any way, which this story is an example of I've previously qualified my hatred with various iterations of not all. And, you know, I, I have no problem with someone just riding a bike in general. I have a problem with a particular attitude and a particular behavior. And sometimes the outfit that involves the aerodynamic helmet and the very tight shorts. That's my problem. Maybe that's too soft, though. Maybe I should say, yes, all. I hate you all. If you've ever ridden a bike in your life, I, I hate you, in fact. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. You've never <laughs> ridden a bike? Uh, not recently. <laughs> the last time I rode a bike was when we went biking in Yellowstone, and I had to get through that herd of bison. That yeah, was dangerous. And if the bison had gored me on account of riding a bike through their neighborhood, I wouldn't have blamed them. How tight were your shorts, though? Not. I think okay. I was wearing right. pants because it was cold. Fine. All right. That's fine. Well, if it sounds unfair to hate all cyclists, I think this woman in San Francisco has earned hate for all who ride bikes in urban environments, at least. This actually, uh, it happened at the end of the year, so a week and change ago. And as I mentioned, I'm a little bit late to it, but I thank everyone who sent it to me. Stacy Randecker is a 51-year-old cyclist in San Francisco. She was riding her bike near her home on December 29th when she encountered an ambulance parked in her precious bike lane. So she pulled out her phone and accosted the driver until the driver moved the vehicle. The ambulance being the vehicle, of course. She was so mad, was cyclist Stacy, that she went to a coffee shop and she posted this video on social media immediately after the encounter so that everyone could see this injustice. I am losing my goddamn mind. Here's an ambulance in the bike lane. And I am not even half a mile away from home on a rainy day. What the fuck? Get out of the bike lane. 
pull in there. Pull in the motorcycle parking. You're killing us. Get out of the bike lane. Well, it's not like there are any bikes except for me. She left? They're killing us. Parked elsewhere. Yeah, they're killing us. Oh, God. How disconnected. In response, the San Francisco Fire Department said the ambulance driver was doing paperwork involving an ongoing incident. That's what the fire department said, that, that they, was, they were working on some sort of emergency at the time. Randecker disputes that claim and said the driver was just messing around on her phone on break. And perhaps you're How like... How would she know that, though? Yeah. Perhaps you're like me and you think, well, who gives a rat's ass if it was paperwork or break time? The street was empty. Yeah. I love that she says, oh, it's not like there are any bikers here except me. There's nobody else on the street. Like, yeah. turn yeah. your bike slightly and go around it. Go around. Well, you just don't understand, she says. There are traffic armadillos. Those are those small little bumps on the roadway that would require her, God forbid it, to get off her bike and maneuver around the ambulance. Well... Maybe you just ride your bike over the armadillo and you crash it. That seems like it solves everyone's problem. Uh, better yet, just pedal harder into the oncoming lane. Solve everyone's problem Lord. immediately. Was she at your January 6th meetup? I, I would probably be dead if she was there. She sounds very hostile. Uh, another point of fact about her. I saved the clip earlier in the week because I knew I wanted to talk about it. She has gone around YouTube and Twitter and filed copyright claims on people reposting it. So she originally posted it to Instagram, TikTok. I don't know. I was able to recover it from Reddit, but the links I saved that had it on YouTube and Twitter, they were being taken down because she filed copyright claims. So she posted it and then got mad that people were seeing it. How did she think that people were going to widely support her? That's the most shocking thing about all this. How disconnected she, can you be? Obviously, must. people are going to think that you're retarded. Well, I imagine, I'm not saying they're the exact same people, but when I think about this January 6th thing, the shock that these people had that someone might have a slightly different view from their own, it seems like she exists in, the, in that same world. What do you mean Bizarre. that someone might have a slightly different priority than me or a slightly different perspective? But how are they never, I guess San Francisco, they're never confronted with alternative viewpoints. In this point, she, she also said, if the if the ambulance had its lights flashing, then it would, then I wouldn't complain. Okay. But what difference does it make to you? Well, then it's an emergency. This isn't an emergency, so she, she shouldn't be inconvenienced to have to go around. Anyway. Uh, Remember uh, way back during the Corona origins, it's like March or April of 2020. We watched the clip of this Idaho mom in Meridian daring to bring her children to the playground in defiance of the closure by the local authorities. And not right. only was she hassled by police for playing on the playground with her children. She got charged with misdemeanor trespass. Yes. Yeah. But now it sounds like there's they're finally moving on three years later. This criminal is yes, going to get away. This is. This is a really positive development. Um, so there was a unanimous recommendation from prosecutors assigned to this case uh, to vacate it. And then um, AG Labrador, he decided to vacate it, decided to um, drop all charges. And he said he like made like a really good case for this. He said there are no allegations that she injured any person or property or physically resisted officers. The evidence itself makes it far from certain that any reasonable jury would convict her. And the state has already expended far more resources than is typical of misdemeanor cases. And then uh, he came out and said, we know Idahoans have been dealing with significant government overreach. This case should have never been prosecuted. Charges dropped. 
So that's great. It just took a really long time, um, but good for her. The good fact her. that this was ever charged, though, and the fact that it hung around for three years yeah. after. Yeah. Absurd. And it, it's in the state of Idaho, by the way, too. This isn't some California bullshit. This is Idaho. Was it was it on uh, Moscow? Meridian. Down, that's down by Boise, oh, right? right? It's, yeah. Anyway, uh, well, I, I when we were setting up the show prep, I knew that though I had interest in this story, I, I I can't steal this story. It's a story of a transgender execution. The genocide continues. The genocide is on the state of Missouri. First trans woman to be executed, at least as a matter of uh, the, the judicial system. Not only that, this is the first trans woman in the United States that has been killed. That is not a prostitute. <laughs> First this one. is a, a unique circumstance indeed. Never gave a fraudulent <laughs> blowy in his life. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, do you have a picture up? Because this is like not a passable tranny. Very nice curls, though. Uh, Amber McLaughlin. Yeah. Given the death penalty, died by lethal injection uh, earlier this week. So Missouri's governor denied clemency um, on Tuesday ahead of the execution. And his attorneys had petitioned the governor in December stating that he had expressed remorse, like that's going to make a difference. And noting that he had been diagnosed with brain damage and fetal alcohol syndrome. He doesn't look like he has fetal alcohol syndrome. Just a major mental illness. He has some, um, yeah. So what did he do, you say? When he was a man, he was dating a woman who he stalked. And then uh, when she was returning home from work, stabbed her and then immediately got caught and led police officers to where he had dumped the body and he was convicted of first degree murder in 2006 sentenced to death and was living um in with male inmates until january she, so like she was living with male inmates the story reads yeah yeah so just moved uh wait no i guess not just executed after living with male. Yeah. It sounds like he was just in men's prison the whole time. So I guess what was the impetus here? Probably to like go get some strange before getting killed. Right. Yeah, he get, had get almost transferred to years. a women's prison. Yeah. Yeah. Get get, transferred get to a women's to prison. He's probably sick of being raped in the ass. And he's like, I'm going <laughs> to go training in the ass. We shouldn't assume could be. That's either. true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I'm not used to hearing about people getting the death penalty for killing only one person, right? Uh, well, I suppose if it's uh, if it's premeditated and uh, there's no doubt, which it sounds like this is the case, although the circumstances, not that it makes me doubt the intent, but the circumstances of dating plus stalking are kind of strange. Like that person consents to date you. Abuse. Yeah. Anyway, not exactly sure what the. Well, the girlfriend had filed a restraining order, so presumably this was after a breakup. Oh, it was. Uh, OK, I see. Those are the circumstances. All right. Well, uh, the trans genocide will continue. I have no doubt. This is just one entry in the in the atrocity. Uh, before we get to uh, McCarthy and uh, the speakership, one last piece of uh, legal development. Whenever the topic of um, Trump criticisms comes up, the 2018 bump stock ban is almost always at the top of my list. Uh, which can sound strange to non-gun people because you think it's just some obscure gun part that very few people have or are even interested in, and and that's but true. It's the it, principle of the matter, oh, damn it! The principles are deep. It, it, it is an obscure gun part that few people have or are interested in. But but Trump's bump stock ban was very bad. It was very bad because of constitutional principles. 
A bump stock, of course, is not a machine gun. It is a, mm. as the name implies, a stock that fits. It, it's, it's the butt end of the gun, particular part that fits there. And it's configured in such a way to bounce the gun back and forth and cycle the semi-automatic trigger action faster. Okay. Mm. But by definition, the firearm is still firing one round per trigger function. When you have a bump stock attached, which is the legal definition of a semi-automatic fully, uh, fully automatic. I almost said full semi like a CNN analyst, <laughs> full semi-automatic, fully automatic is uh, multiple rounds per trigger function. Bump stock doesn't do that. Trump just instructed the Justice Department and the ATF to ban bump stocks because the Las Vegas shooter used one. We don't like that. Very bad. Ban them. Just figure out how you can ban them. Worry about it later. Worry about the technicals. They didn't go through Congress. They didn't pass a new law as the Constitution would require. They just let the alphabet agencies say that bump stocks are machine guns, even though they are not by the definition of the law. And that's why the issue is so important. If the federal bureaucracy can just redefine your legally owned property to ban it and confiscate it, well, you really don't have any property. You don't have due process at all either. Thankfully, this week, a federal appeals court agrees writing for... The panel, Judge Jennifer Elrod, said the ATF short-circuited the legislative process, redefining machine gun without a new law to do that. This case comes from a man who owned bump stocks but was forced to surrender them by the new regulation. The case could be appealed to the Supreme Court depending on if the DOJ or the ATF want to press it. As of now, there's no indication about whether an appeal will be filed. This case also has some potential implications for pistol braces, which the ATF is believed to be similarly writing new regulations on currently redefining what would constitute a short-barreled rifle regulated by federal law. So they redefined what counts as a machine gun. They might redefine what counts as a short-barreled rifle. Same idea, even if you're not a gun person. Again, the principles of how property is defined when the feds are just banning things based on whims, very, very important. The other question that I didn't get answered from this story on it, and perhaps it's out there, but for guys like this, who the the plaintiff in this case who surrendered or destroyed or otherwise got rid of their bump stocks after this regulation went into effect, if the courts overturn it, and that was in fact unconstitutional slash illegal, do you not get some sort of compensation for that? I know right. they're, we're not talking I'm about sure not. thousands of dollars. You're talking about a, a hundred or a couple hundred dollar part. It's not some massive cost, but the principle of the matter, if the government says throw that shit in the trash and then it turns out that was illegal, don't you yeah. get compensated for what you had to throw away? It can't possibly be that many people. Anyway. I'm sure the number is in the thousands, but it's not like we're, we're we can't afford about, it, but we're going to send like a gajillion dollars to Ukraine. Yeah. Take the Ukrainian check and reimburse, <laughs> and reimburse bump, bump yeah. stock owners. I know. Reimburse the bump stock people. Okay. Well, let's get into speaking of Congress. Maybe McCarthy can lead them to pass a proper bump stock bill. No, of course, I would not want them to do that. But uh, I expect that maybe similarly useless and unpopular bills might come out of Congress anyway. Why were people so invested in this? It was. It I've was, never cared less in my life. It was about an a story. Enter- the longer the week went, the more entertaining it got. And I'm not being completely tongue in cheek when I say Congress not doing anything. That's not a loss. That's kind no. of good. I realize they have day to day business that they need to do. I realize there are federal employees who are caught up in the mix and all this. I'm, 
I'm just saying that when they are in session, they tend to do a lot of damage and that damage not happening for a week. Uh, that's fine. I'm perfectly okay with that. It took the entire week. It took 15 separate votes, but yes, finally the, the presumed conclusion, the, the conclusion that everybody expected was finally reached late on Friday night, early Saturday morning. Kevin McCarthy is elected the 55th speaker of the house or 54th. I've seen conflicting information. So I tried to look it up. Did you know there was a guy in the 1860s? I think it was the 1860s, but there was a guy who served as speaker for one day. So does he count as speaker? I was That's, unaware of that. Yeah. that Who counts as speaker depends. Uh, Kevin McCarthy's your 55th or your 54th, whatever. The final vote was 216 for McCarthy and 212 for now minority leader Hakeem Jeffries. Perhaps you wonder how... Um, how that count that 212 count gives McCarthy the gavel if 218 votes is a majority well that's because six republicans the last of the original 20 holdouts against McCarthy voted present abstaining from the vote so McCarthy got a majority of the voting members which is all that's necessary by the rules so that's how he has gained the gavel and despite being called terrorists and insurrectionists and other mean names as we'll get to some of the Republican resistance to McCarthy was highly entertaining. And I'm going to give a special shout out to Montana representative, Matt Rosendale. He's not my Congressman, but uh, his district is just to the East over the mountains. During one roll call, uh, he trolled everyone in the, uh, the house chambers by announcing that he will vote for Kevin drum roll, please. I don't have it, but you can imagine Hearn. Rosendale. Kevin! Hearn! Hearn. And then look at his self-satisfied grin when he turns around and it's the best. <laughs> he looks like... Uh, he I looks hate like, these people so much. You hate him? I you, hate everybody, okay? I hate Rosendale all of them. Yes, but they've, they've made such a, a mockery of government. It didn't have to be this way, you know? Good. Government this whole thing that. is such a joke, though. Our government, you know, there should be some level of respect for government, and we just can't have that. What the? F you? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about modern government. I'm oh. talking about if things are done correctly and states are given the 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 proper amount of rights, and there's limited federal government, then the people will have a certain respect for government. All right, <laughs> and it'll be maintained in 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 the House and, and in Congress. Uh, we don't have that. This whole thing was such a joke. This is so, so laughable. Uh, um, I hate everybody involved. No, I'm not saying we should respect government. Nobody take that as what I'm saying. It's not what I'm saying. You don't you think our like government should be bleeping snowflake lesbo bleep? This is exactly like Wednesday. For people who didn't tune in Wednesday, Blonde said, I've always been very anti-authoritarian. What I meant to say is anti-authority. <laughs> and now um, she says... I, I, I'm appalled by the lack of decorum. No, I get what you mean. No, but, no, no, no. I'm yeah. just saying that like, is our government supposed to be a joke? Is it supposed to be a joke? I understand why it's a joke. And I think it's funny now, but it was never supposed to get to this. Blonde has gone soft confirmed. What are you talking about? You don't <laughs> think that our government should have, should be respectable. Uh, would I like a, yeah, seriously speaking, would I like a, a house of honor and dignity and all that? Yes. But the one thing I want to preserve is that government skepticism has to be a value that is maintained. 
And you can have respect for the institution and a respectful demeanor within the institution while maintaining that cultural skepticism of the institution. I, I don't think I understand what you're saying. I just consider it. It's not that it's wrong. I just consider it out of character. So it shocks me. No, it's like I, you're just, making I just it, hate it's like you're me. It's like I'm talking to a mirror or something. I just hate that that everything's become such a joke. I mean, yeah. I'm going to bask in that now that we're in this situation. Yeah. But like it didn't have to be this. It's like this Matt Gates story, too. It's like there's no decorum. This entire thing was such a shit well, show. Tell me about that. By the way, Rosendale is one of the guys who voted present. That's how that was resolved. Uh, yeah. But I didn't know what to make of this, and I didn't look into it in detail. Everybody's acting like uh, this this Mike Rogers guy of Alabama tried to physically attack Matt Gates. I don't really see that, but am I missing something? Did he no, he I lunged mean, at him? He tried to maul his face off or something. It's like he slightly I think he moved. Was, no, I think him. he just like leans toward him to yell at him. Yeah, or something. Uh, but I hate this too. Is that it though? Do we know? Do we even know what he said? I'll, I, I can show. No, the clip. I don't think we know. We should show the clip, but I think this is nothing. Who cares? This is if this is some sort of uh, threatening maneuver, some sort of threatening gesture. I don't know. Like this is this is the incident in question. It is slight movement toward Matt Gates on the left side of your screen, slow motion and zoomed in once more. Just slight movement, and then they hold him back. Yeah, this is like nothing. So why is this being drummed up as some sort of like kooky event? Like this man is, is crazed or something like that. I don't know. Should people be screaming in each other's faces too? It's all such a joke. All right. All right. Softy, whatever you say. (laughs) Why is that? No, I mean, this is just, um, we've descended into clown world. The only thing to do is, is enjoy it now. Yes. Yes. But I don't, I just don't think that it was supposed to be this way. It didn't have to be this way. Well, what a debacle, especially for Republicans. Yeah, I suppose. Well, um, there are two there are two ways to look at that. The the establishment way of looking at that is Republicans are uh, disorganized and they 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 lack leadership and they can't get their caucus together. The the pro the pro insurrectionist perspective, quote unquote insurrectionist, as we'll get to in a minute, which I would consider myself more aligned with is uh, that this actually is a matter of principle. That I don't have to get in line for a party that has shown no willingness to stop the excesses of Washington, D.C. Indeed, voting for Kevin McCarthy is a gesture in favor of the powers that be that have sold our country out because he's shown a willingness to make all those deals. And all week, all I heard from everybody was, well, what's your alternative? I don't owe Kevin McCarthy a vote. Anything. So my vote is no on Kevin McCarthy. And if that means that house business is stalled until we can figure something else out, that means that house business is stalled. The the entitlement from the establishment types this week that you must get in line, you must follow orders or else you're some sort of, not only are you wrong as a matter of your perspective, but you're some, you've betrayed the country was uh, what a lot of the rhetoric was, which we'll get to in a minute. But uh, I all it was of these people absurd. have betrayed the country. You know, what pisses me off the most about all of this is underlying all decisions about McCarthy is the the belief that anybody in government can do anything about their recklessness at this late stage in our societal decline. Like, I'm so I'm so checked out of this. Like, why does anybody think that government's going to be able to fix this? Because they created this situation. You just got to vote for the right guy. You just got to get McCarthy in there. Yeah, but that's um, what all of this is about. 
everybody's yeah. talking about McCarthy and blah blah blah. I don't have to. I don't have to back. It's like, but it doesn't matter. None of this well, really and the, the other thing to say for the supposed disorganization uh, or the mess that is the Republican Party, it sounds like they got some concessions from McCarthy that are meaningful from their perspective. Maybe you agree with them, yeah. or maybe you don't. But it does sound like the holdouts were able to get some policy changes that I think matter. If you believe in, depends. If you want a stronger speaker, this would be a net loss. If you want um, uh, more more accountability to the people in the people's house is how they would frame it, the holdouts, maybe this is a win. But if I'm skeptical about the person rising to power in the speakership, maybe some checks on that speakership are a good thing. So- what are the terms here? Yeah, I mean, there's there's some stuff that I really like here. Um, one of the things is that a church-style committee would be formed to look into the politicization of the FBI. And mm. the church committee investigated the CIA abuses in the 70s, and that's when all that MKUltra stuff came out. So I'm like, huh, I'm listening when it comes to dis- potentially disbanding federal agencies. I'm like, okay, now we're talking. But who knows if that's actually going to happen. If we get Fauci justice, I'll believe in government again. For real, for real, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, the government fixed itself. Fauci's the back, T by the and way. F. We'll get to the old T and yeah, the old Big Bird costume. Uh, Although that is an acronym for titty fucking too. So the uh, the Demar Hamlin thing is so bad <laughs> that Doctor <laughs> Fauci is back out of retirement. That's how bad yeah. it is. He's back. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the terms of what McCarthy conceded: uh, getting a vote on a border security plan, a budget that doesn't allow the debt ceiling to increase. Um. I guess that's a step in the right direction. An end to all COVID mandates and funding. A term limit vote, single subject bills, allowing at least 72 hours given for members to read bills. You still could never read some of these bills in 72 hours. Uh, yeah. There's impossible. just no way. The, the latest 4,000 pages. Yeah. Yeah. One, um, one person, at least. You need your entire staff to read it in chunks. Yeah. And then, the, and then just trust that they would give you an accurate representation right. of what was read. Um, another provision allowing for uh, any member to introduce a motion to vacate the chair, meaning that members can demand a vote to remove the speaker from the position. I like that too. Um, and then the, uh, the last concession um, was creating an open amendment process to bills, which makes it easier for lawmakers to change bills during debate, which of course, of course is good as well. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I love all these concessions, especially the COVID mandates and this FBI investigation, but it remains to be seen Um if they'll be implemented in a meaningful way. Yeah. Right. And, and I don't dismiss the value of the, the truth and the revelations that could come out of that, but man, am I getting wary of government pledges to investigate itself because that's yeah. what we're getting with the Hunter Biden stuff. And, and it's yeah, not right. to say that the, the abuses that are alleged aren't worthy of that, but at some level that cycle has to break where it's like, Oh no, no, no. Once we get the power, we're going to investigate them. No, no, no. Once we get it, we're going to investigate them. Yeah. And we, yeah. we constantly participate in this charade of voting for the opposition to investigate the guys in power without actually dismantling the power at any point. Yeah, exactly. This seems like a gesture to placate the masses while everyone's distracted by political theater, which is why this whole thing pisses me off. Hmm. I'm not saying that government shouldn't be a joke or we shouldn't be enjoying what's going on because the enjoyment of what's going on is truly all we have left. Right. Yeah. Um, but it makes me embarrassed on the world stage when our government is in shambles in a visible way. It makes me the world stage. What the yeah? F- this country is a who joke. are you? The world stage. Yeah. Uh, Do you think the Muslims and China? <laughs> oh, no. The at Pakistanis this are laughing at me. Not that. <laughs> 
(laughs) No, stronger countries. Like Putin is looking at this country and he's like, this is a fucking joke. That doesn't bother you. I think that Putin to the number one, I don't. I would say it doesn't bother me if other countries laugh at us necessarily, depending on who those countries are and what their values are and what they uphold. But it, but, but we're weak. But That's I would the problem. I would say that that um, of all the reasons to laugh at our country, a week's delay in selecting the speaker is is not. That's not that's not it, though. It's not the delay. It's it's ev- the way everybody behaved and how invested everybody was in this story. Like China oh. and Russia, they look at this and Muslims and they're like, this country's falling apart. Uh, there's there's no cultural unity. People are becoming obsessed with insignificant political theater and they are ripe for the taking. And it okay. bothers me. It bothers me that our weakness is evidenced by stuff like this. Well, I think what you're it, would it be fair to say that you're more worried about vulnerability rather than perception? I thought you mean I thought you meant like all the cool kids in the international club are going to think we're lame. Maybe no, I don't care about that. I care about it, it's obvious that we're vulnerable. Yeah, I could see stuff that. like this. Because none of this matters, and it was all anybody was talking about. Well, and Damar. Yeah, that's a way more important story, right? It's like the oh, government see, can't do anything for a week and a half. Who gives a shit? The implication, yeah, we'll, we'll get to Damar in a minute. Uh, we're almost finished up here with this boring Congress crap, I swear. So if you're not entertained, don't worry, because we'll move on from McCarthy himself and back into the reactions of how bad you are if you didn't support him. Because all of this inflammatory language against the the holdouts it didn't really come from Democrats. Most most Democrats actually enjoyed this show of resistance to McCarthy for their own reasons, not necessarily the reasons I would say or many of us in this community would say, but for their own reasons. The worst anger I heard, though, came from fellow conservatives or supposed conservatives on Fox and Friends. Host Brian Kilmeade referred to the holdouts as insurrectionists and then <laughs> corrected himself to say saboteurs. And try to come together today at, at noon. Right, but here's the thing. If you pick, Jim, just so insincere the insurrectionists are, we might probably shouldn't use that word, the people that don't want to vote for Kevin McCarthy. They McCarthy. would disagree right. Okay, so thank you for softening it. I appreciate that. But again, as though you can't oppose McCarthy on conservative principles right. or small yeah. government principles, whatever your principles may be, Without being some sort of underhanded vandal, the the premise yeah. here is that you owe the club, you owe the party, you owe the establishment your vote and to get in line on their command. That's a problem. And I don't yeah. think that anybody is is a bad guy for opposing that on principle. Yep, I agree. Dan Crenshaw and man, oh, Ugh, man, have good I God. I've really tried to this fucker jumped the shark terribly, didn't he? We were pretty optimistic about this. I'm like, I don't know. When did he enter the political arena? It was well, pretty early I first learned of Crenshaw when he, he was elected, I think, in 2018. But I became aware of him when he was made fun of by Pete Davidson on Saturday Night Live because Pete Davidson made fun of his eye patch, which, of course, is a combat injury <laughs> right. from I forget if it's Afghanistan or where it is, but it's a it's a combat injury. And I will always have a high level of respect for that. And I thought that Dan Crenshaw going on Saturday Night Live and responding to that insult with kind of a good faith jokey effort was pretty cool. He didn't, he That's didn't what it was. act yeah, yeah. super offended and, and make a big deal of it. He just took the opportunity to go on SNL and roast Pete Davidson and say, he looks like he has AIDS and other things, which was funny. So I, in addition to just a lot of the deference I would give to a veteran in general, but a combat wounded veter- uh, veteran specifically, 
I've I've really tried to give Dan Crenshaw a fair shake. And it's it's my patience is all but expired at this point. He he did a radio interview referring to those opposing McCarthy as terrorists. His word, not mine. And then later on CNN, he called them enemies, saying that they're helping Democrats. Uh, and, and somehow McCarthy is not similarly an enemy who will almost certainly go go to work compromising with Democrats. Here are Crenshaw's comments. Those of us are saying, like, look, you pushed us into this corner. So now we're now we're saying we won't vote for anyone but McCarthy. That's why we're saying it, because we cannot let the terrorists win. They think they're not going to get the committees. Obviously, they won't. But it's going to be so much worse than that. You know, they are enemies. now. They have they have made it clear that they prefer a Democrat agenda than a Republican. one. Oh, my God. But none of this matters. Uh, Expand. Elaborate. No, it's just it's. I, I hate to be peddling black pills, but like, I'm I'm sick of this political theater where we act like it's going to make a meaningful difference in the life of the average American based on who is speaker. It's so stupid. It's it's a question of varying degrees of damage. Do you like lighter degrees yeah, it, or heavier degrees? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, but this thing that like the the far or the the right, the establishment right, is somehow meaningfully different than the establishment left like there's just so much overlap at this point like dan crenshaw looks to me like your average democrat at this point you know well it, it is interesting to me that a couple things about his commentary there that he accuses others of of getting in line with democrats when you can't tell me mccarthy will make deals with democrats i yeah. guarantee you that that's going will, yeah. to happen this accusation of terrorism back in my day Terrorism meant violence in pursuit of political ends. Now participating in the political system is terrorism. Well, how, terrorism do I, how do I right. win, Dan? How do I not and be can, a terrorist? Can a veteran use that word uh, lightly? I mean, of all the people that should be careful with uh, with labeling people terrorists, I think it should be Dan. But Kornstein. then he accuses us of pearl clutching. That is his response. Yeah. He gets on yeah, Twitter yeah. and says, oh, there's a lot of pearl clutching coming from people who started a fight but didn't like getting punched back. You can punch back. It's you're, you're saying that I am akin to someone who uses violence to achieve my political ends because I disagree with you. Yeah, I'm not mad at Dan Crenshaw for voting the way that he sees fit. It's that he thinks you are akin to some sort of violent threat maker if you disagree with his analysis there. And there's a certain irony in him saying you're a t- vote the way I want or else mm-hmm. that sounds a lot more terroristic to me than, uh, right. Then, Hey, let's, uh, let's figure it out and let's figure out a deal and come together. In fact, um, if anyone got violent here, did Dan Crenshaw get violent? Uh, or did he clutch his pearls very, very hard? Yeah, really. Maybe what, he did. Do, do we have definitive did. information about what happened to his bloody knuckles? How did he get these bloody knuckles? He probably punched the wall because he was so mad about this. That's what people are speculating. But that's so silly. I can't. There's got to be a better explanation. I don't know. I mean, if people in government, they have a moral obligation, and I suppose it's to gum up the works as much as they possibly can so that no new laws can be put in place. That's why this was such a great event. It was fully gummed up. But it's it's fine now. I mean, how for how long? I'm talking about like shutting down the government for like two years or something. How long was it with Trump that we shut down the government? It was like months, a month or something. There was one under Obama as well. I think that was pretty lengthy. Yeah. What was this? Thirteen days? Oh, not even, not even that. It was a week. It was Monday yeah, it was through. Worthless. Yeah, it was Monday through uh, through Friday. We don't even. Oh, that's it. Yeah, 
Come on. Well, okay. If you've had enough black pills, how about clown pills? How about honk pills? That's all we've got, man. There are, there are lots of great clown pill candidates and clown pill moments. Um, notable swearing ins that happened. We wondered what would happen with the vote of George Santos, the, uh, the lying gay Brazilian, not Jew who was pressured to resign, but did not resign. In fact, now he's an official congressman. He was sworn in. He did vote for McCarthy. He now faces new controversy, supposedly flashing a white power sign on the House floor this week. He did the old WP hand sign, OK hand symbol, while holding up his right hand, I assume, to. I don't know if he was asking to be recognized or if he was actually swearing his oath at that point. I'm not, I'm not sure. Last, last week, though, we joked that uh, given all his lies, how do we even verify that he's actually gay? That's probably a lie, too. He's someone he's got to suck someone's dick and prove that he's gay right now. Yeah, really? that's, that's what had to happen. Well, lack of due diligence in the research on my part, that part of his story is actually in question, too. Santos was previously married to a woman for a long time. 2012 to really? 2019. And that divorce was not disclosed until the Daily Beast discovered it last month. So he tried to hide the divorce. He might be fake gay. <laughs> this, this is like almost based. I don't even know what to think about this. He, yeah. This, the whole bit about him actually being a, a white married father of two and he had to cover it up. Yeah. This is, yeah. Com- this is becoming more and more true as time goes on. And... And other uh, similarly hilarious developments in the new uh, Congress. John Fetterman, the the ultimate clown world candidate, never doubted him for a minute. Very proud of that. He's officially sworn in as a senator, uh, sworn in with his family by the cackling Kamala. Here's the moment. Congratulations, Senator. Congratulations. Do you remember we talked on FaceTime? FaceTime. Do you remember that? Good. Congratulations. Why'd you cover that? All right. Right here. Big smile. Thank you. Congratulations, everyone. Oh, my gosh. Look at him just Frankensteining his way out of there. It's an Adam's Family spinoff. This this Wednesday spinoff looks terrible. Uh, But his kids here, are his kids borrowing his his shirts? Like, he has a six-figure Senate salary now. Can someone get these kids some shirts that fit? Yeah. My God. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to poke fun at the children, but why? I don't know. What is it with this family and uh, clothing style choices? Very bizarre all around. Anyway. Uh, also, Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs, of course, the very legitimately elected new governor of Arizona, uh, the fairest, freest, most uh, awesome, best ever, most secure Arizona election of all time, obviously. She just outright laughed when she took the oath of office. She laughed specifically at the part that's about upholding the Constitution. Do solemnly swear that I will support the Constitution. Stop it, Bob. <laughs> I will support the Constitution of the United States. Okay. Ugh. I don't know who was uh, teasing her and what she was asking them to stop, or maybe she just was responding directly to upholding the Constitution. Oh, please stop it. Yeah, really. Why even ask it. me? Yeah. Uh, 
reporters were banned from attending this event, by the way. She did stream it. She had her staff stream it, but uh, far too hilarious for the reporters to handle, apparently. They didn't get to go to it. So she will continue her, what's the word, her governorship, her Mm -hmm. gubernatorial tenure. She will resume her her basement-dwelling strategy of the campaign, Biden-style, as governor, it sounds like. All right. Next up, we got the DeMar Hamlin collapse, and that, of course, is going to have plenty to talk about. So we should definitely take a break before we get into it. I feel like I misconstrue what I said. I'm t- something you deny it, but I something's gone haywire this week. So you, no, I, I've, I've, I've been consistent here. I don't care about this story because it's only going to delay the inevitable, which is that uh, government's going to continue to betray people and be unable to backtrack on what they've done. It doesn't matter. Like, what we're the most talking goddamn about, faggy thing you ever seen. What we're talking about here is 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 disbanding federal government, like major changes. It's not going to be like a delay in the speaker. I'm not advocating for people to just get McCarthy, and I I just I just don't care. Is a thing. It's the fact that anyone was invested at all, even from an entertainment perspective. Can I enjoy the I show? And it wasn't that entertaining to me, though. I thought it was pretty good. Although, obviously, I'm not watching. I'm not sitting down and watching the entire thing live with popcorn. I'm catching up on some highlights in between That's more true. important things in life. It just seemed like such a distraction. Every yeah. time I would tune into even alternative media, people were talking about this. I'm like, this cannot make a meaningful difference in anybody's life, right? Now they think uh, so. When, when government is your religion, yeah. yeah. No, people on the distant right were obsessed with this story, too. Uh, for anti-McCarthy purposes or what? Yeah. Which I understand too, you know, gumming up the works and such. But I, but I just don't understand why anybody thinks that this matters. Uh, well, the the stoppage I think matters. But once official business resumes, I agree that what the drastic differences from the old house. We're going to get like a Hunter Biden investigation and maybe some of the investigations that you talked about, and maybe the what, with uh, the FBI. Do you think that they're actually going to do that? They're going to shut that shit down so fast. Do you think uh, that they're going to authentically and transparently investigate the FBI? Like nobody cared about the Twitter files. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, But in in really good news, next year's omnibus is going to be 1.5 trillion (laughs) trillion, instead of 1.7. So yeah. And they're like, Oh, no increase in the debt ceiling. It's like, well, what about all the debt that we have and accrued major wins all around? All right. Um, Uh, I bought PN. Thanks for uh, supporting the show. Appreciate it. Eric Burns Marsh. I don't we care love you. Who, You're very special. Thanks, Ibot. Uh, I don't care who is the speaker. Uh, as a colla- collapsinic, what is that term? Oh. Anyway, collapsitarian. I just want Maxwell Frost on the Ways and Means Committee. Uh, well, good <laughs> luck with that. You'll have to accept a $1.5 trillion omnibus instead. Yeah, really. M Dub says, I had to do a double take when I saw in our local paper that the new West Virginia state health officer is Dr. Matthew Christensen. No way. And it's even spelled the same way. Are you serious? Mm. Looks like there's also one in South Dakota. Yeah, I see one in West Virginia. So that's that's I can't imagine there are a lot of us with that exact same spelling. So but I can assure you it's not me. Thank you, M Dub. Robin D. Banks says, Matt and I once made love. No, we didn't. I kept Excuse me. Trying to get him. <laughs> Come on. I kept trying to get him to go south of my border, but no matter what I said, no matter how I pleaded, he just seemed totally uninterested like someone we know. Who's someone we know? Uh, I don't know. 
thank you, Robin. Uh, Holden Mulray says, uh, hi, truth seekers. Can you please name one example where your spouses have changed your opinion on something? It can range from the most mundane to the most profound. God bless. Do you have one? Can you go first? I, I do. And I don't know if it's a full mind change, but it's a, I'd say it's more of a completion uh, of a path that I was, had started, but, but hadn't finished yet. Obviously um, the abortion stuff, my wife was really formative on both because of her perspective of challenging exceptions you know because i came at this from like a bodily autonomy perspective and sympathy for people who maybe conceived a, that they they became pregnant against their consent the like old in the case rape of, argument it, yeah. yeah or you know, where your bodily autonomy was violated even though that's very rare but i could sympathize with that perspective and she really challenged me to come around and think about well even if there is an injustice in the conception the solution is not to murder an innocent that's not any form of justice. But the other reason is because she herself was adopted and right. it's, it's been very interesting to see an experience. And I know my, my perspective shouldn't be formed entirely by my own experience. I should have principled perspective um, and not just have personal experience shape my perspective in that way. But it was unavoidable. That's hard though. Yeah. The, the confronting the reality that her life has value regardless of what choices her mother made or didn't make that, that her life had value from the moment she was conceived all the way through the pregnancy, through her birth to being my wife today, that it wasn't yeah. just someone's decision that gave it value that had, that had value the whole time. And it's particularly gratifying in cases like our wedding where families come together, a new family is born. Our son is born a couple of years later. All of those are a direct consequence of the decision to protect that life. Right. And all of that, all of that has value independent of whether mom just decided subjectively that she likes this one that, or not. It had yes. value inherent to it. So yeah, through true. both who she is in terms of her own life and her own experience, but also her own perspective, she, she nudged me to, I think, a, a more principled stance on the issue. That's much more meaningful than what I was going to say. Um, my husband is always pushing back on this. Um, I, I fall into these these patterns of like idolizing the Chinese for their <laughs> total yeah. cold lack of humanity that in some weird way I admire. My husband has been gatekeeping that. That's true. I haven't heard you admire the Chinese for a minute. I know. Well, they're a disaster of a people. He's really kept you in check. Listen to you. But now. he has. Yeah, he's been hmm. he's been like, what are you talking about? And and that I appreciate. I thought he's you, also I thought you were going to love your mind federal about, government. Yeah the, <laughs> yeah, the dignity of the government. That's, that's what I thought you were going to say. The government should be dig dignified. Although now that I'm thinking about it, have you ever seen like like parliament? Uh, you know, they're, they're practically slapping each other's wigs off. They just scream in each other's faces. Yeah. The, what do they call it? Uh, it's something time. Question time. Is that what it is? Yes. With the prime minister. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, is it, don't they have a lot of like uh, parliamentary, if that's the right word, or whatever their legislative body is? I've seen a lot of fights in Asian countries too, where they're <laughs> just true. physically fighting each other. I know. Anyway, let's uh, let's get a couple more before we take a break. I left what, what off, uh, Daniel Kunkel's up next. Uh, the 20 strong got a concession from McCarthy on term limits. Do I expect a majority of Congress to vote themselves out? No, but it'll be nice to have a record on those who don't want to get a real job. Yeah, there's some value. Yeah, there. people weren't supposed to be career politicians. Yeah, it was never the intent. Well, yeah, it. 
it would be nice. Uh, that that's another issue on which I think my mind is chase is changing potentially. Um, previously and even even currently, I I it's important to me that states are deciding who represents them. And if you want to be so foolish as to elect the same guy for decades on end while he fleeces you, it's your state's right to do that on principle. However, I I do recognize that when we enable that, it is what happens and career politician becomes not just a thing, but the common thing. And then you have this whole class of people who have leached off the system and vote themselves more money and earn more money for themselves in corrupt fashion on the side for decades I don't know if it's the worst compromise of states' rights in the world to say you get X amount of time and then you have to pick a new one. They're still they yeah. still get to pick who they want. It's just that guy's termed out. I I, I think a uh, single terms or well, two every, non-consecutive terms. How about that? Yeah, in Congress, every two. If everyone has to be fresh every single time, <laughs> the good news is there'll be even less competence and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that could be beneficial in terms of not getting things done, or it could be even. I don't worse. know if that's true. Is yeah. there going to be less competence? I mean, do people become increasingly comp- competent in government? I haven't seen that pattern. They well, they probably become competent in the wrong ways, as it, as in they they learn how to play the game, they learn how to play yeah. the system. That's not really the competence that you want. And it would be harder to have, um, like, it'd be harder to have nepotism consistently because you only have so many members of a family. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, Robin D. Banks, last one. Sorry for missing last week, but 2023 is the year of the white pill. Calm down, Becca. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday you said tomorrow, so just do it. We can fend off the leftist scourge. Uh, the year of the white pill. I don't, I don't know. We'll find out. Thank you, Robin. Appreciate it. We will come back to your chats later in the show. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. And boy, oh boy, am I going to have to be careful in discussing... The DeMar Hamlin story, because there are yeah, certain things right. you just can't say, as we'll get to. But by now, you've surely heard, uh, in case not, though, or in case you need to refresh, during Monday night's football game, NFL game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, Bills safety DeMar Hamlin made a tackle on Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins. Then he stood up. Then he clapped his hands. And then he lost consciousness and collapsed in plain view of the cameras, everybody totally saw normal. This. Millions of people saw this live. Millions more have seen it after the fact. And I'm not showing the video because pretty much everyone's seen it already, but also because it is prime Susan Bate. You can find this video fairly easily if you would like to track it down. I don't know. Do, does she really? Okay. So I got recommended a video from Aubrey Marcus, who I'd never heard of before. Hmm. And the last like 10 of his videos are just vaccine skepticism and interviews. And they have hundreds of thousands of views and they're still in the suggested category. He's whoever this man is, get him on the show too. I need to ex- him. I need him to explain how he does it. This is witchcraft. I just don't think that we're really in that much danger. I'll be. Uh, I, I think as long as we avoid claims of certainty, Susan will show us mercy, which is what. Which is what I'm aiming for. I think we should just go balls to the wall here. All right. Um, well, you, you, you do you. I will. Uh, okay. This is not normal. Um, and I've been reading a lot about this. And I think that what is happening, there's like some very good theories. What is happening is that the vaccine uh, inflames your heart. And this is hitting athletes particularly hard because you have something called catecholamines, I believe, 
and they surge when you're in kind of a survival situation, but that's replicated in, um, in, uh, some of these sports, right. They're, they're really raw physical sports. And so I think that they're having these surges and then it's causing these major cardiac events, which is why we're seeing them more in athletes. Could be uh, Peter McCullough has some, he says he has some numbers and some evidence to that effect, which I want to get to in a minute. Um, but as far as what happened to DeMar Hamlin specifically, what we know for sure, he collapsed, as I mentioned, his heart and breathing stopped. He was immediately given CPR and uh, a defib. I can never say this word defibrillator. It's right, yeah. was deployed to restore his heartbeat. He was then transported to a hospital where he was sedated and put on a breathing tube. Since the event, his recovery has apparently been miraculous. He has regained consciousness. He is how now long speaking. was he without air? I don't know how long he was on the breathing tube. I think a couple days, something. No, like I that. heard that he didn't breathe for nine minutes. That can't possibly be true, right? I heard that he was given CPR for nine minutes, but that's oh, okay. Not the same as sitting there breathless for nine minutes. Doctors say he has not suffered neurological damage. He FaceTimed with his teammates earlier in the week, and this morning he posted a photo from his hospital bed to encourage his Bills teammates in the game today. I've not seen any official word on prognosis or timeline expectations for recovery, but considering the circumstances, it sounds like he is far ahead of where many, including myself, when we discussed this on Wednesday, expected him to be. Which brings us to the possible explanations for what happened. Uh, officially, what happened to him is a cardiac arrest, as in the stoppage of heart activity. And there are a couple of notes on that general term. Uh, that is distinct from a heart attack, which is an obstruction of blood flow to the heart. That's not what happened to him cardiac arrest or a stoppage of the heart can have many different causes. We don't yet know what caused DeMar Hamlin's heart stoppage. Uh, that is the big mystery. Uh, but the official cause that is encouraged and that everyone's allowed to discuss is what is called commodio or commotio. I'm not clear on the, uh, the pronunciation commodio cordis. Now, cardiologist peter mccullough who we'll hear from in a little bit himself uh is is something of a vaccine a vaccine skeptic or at least realistic initially uh or we realistic stop on, using that phrase what vaccine skeptic well it's it's kind of a it's used as a pejorative but i don't mean it that way of course not yeah yeah uh i just mean that he's realistic about some of the data on the topic and uh, he actually initially thought this was commodio, commotio cordis. Uh, he has since changed his mind. Uh, but the cordis, as I'll call it, uh, happens when there is a forceful or sudden hit to the chest wall that disrupts heart rhythm. It is mm. extremely rare, but it does happen typically in young males age 8 to 18 years old if they're hit by baseballs or hockey pucks or other similar situations. Everybody immediately pretended to be a Cordis expert this week. Claim, oh yeah, I've seen this before. Happens all the time. Google the term rookie. Haven't you heard of this before? No, I'm sorry. I'm just Never. like you. Never heard of this. Just like you until you Googled it five minutes ago and suddenly became the expert on it. 
But there are several reasons to be skeptical of this explanation. And again, this isn't me saying it's definitively not this, just that if it is this, it would it would be a very rare occurrence. Uh, this is something that happens in under 30 cases per year. Plus, good Lord, demo- in the United States, I believe in the United States. Yeah, that's not worldwide. Uh, plus, Hamlin is outside of the usual demographic. He's 24 years old. Again, this is usually something that happens to uh, young males. We're talking age eight to 18 is the typical age range. And that's because a bunch of bullshit. when you're older, it's something about how your rib cage or the, the your chest in general hardens up and you have a better protection around your heart. That's the reason why. So if this is what happened to DeMar Hamlin, it's even more rare for his age. Again, not impossible, just very, very rare. And that's the entire dismissal of all the theories you can't talk about. That's so rare. That's so rare. Well, compared to what? What's rare? Because the cortis that we just accept as the obvious explanation is also very rare. Now, it's also um, possible that maybe DeMar Hamlin just has some sort of undiagnosed heart condition. But... You've watched football. Have you ever seen anything like this happen before? Never. Not professional. And you've watched not football school, your whole life. Not college. Never seen anything like it. No. And NFL players, and he played high-level college football too, so I assume it's probably true there. These players are heavily screened for these conditions. Are they? We'll hear more about that in a minute as well. If he had some sort of heart condition, that sort of thing is usually detected by all of these medical exams. Not always. It's possible that something gets past him, but... For him to have some sort of obvious heart defect likely would have been picked up, which brings mm-hmm. us to, uh, well, you know, the misinformation. The the truth, much like when we were talking about, uh, we were talking about, uh, I already forgot, uh, Grant Wall, the soccer journalist a few weeks ago. Nobody really knows exactly what happened, but there's only one hypothesis that is immediately dismissed as a conspiracy theory without any evidence to eliminate it or even theoretical reasons to eliminate it. Again, it's a cardiac arrest. What caused the cardiac arrest? One possibility that's been floated is an aneurysm. Doctors have speculated. This is when a weak area in in the artery uh, wall forms, and that can lead to internal bleeding or blood clots that block. Wouldn't the vaccine cause aneurysms too? No, that uh, only causes well-being and prosperity. (laughs) Have you heard? Another possibility is the M word, myocarditis, or inflammation of the heart muscle. Many speculate that either of these issues could be related to, yes, taking an injection of current relevance. That is speculation, of course. And the other piece of speculation I will note, uh, it's speculation to say that Hamlin has taken the injection of current relevance. But it's pretty solid speculation. About 95% of NFL players have taken at least some dosage of the injection of current relevance. So it's a, it's a well-grounded assumption to believe that he has. That said, yeah, the Bills are one of the least vaccinated teams. So maybe he's one of the holdouts. What are we talking about, though? Like still 80% plus? Yeah, something like that. So you can't you can't do you can't talk about that. You can't say that. It's certified misinformation headline in NBC over the weekend. Hamlin's collapse spurs new wave of vaccine misinformation. Posts with millions of views circulate without evidence that complications from the uh, the injection of current relevance caused the health emergency from the story. Quote, cardiac specialists say it's too soon to know what caused Hamlin's heart to stop. 
they've offered a rare type of trauma called commodio cordis as among the possible culprits. Right, so nobody knows yet, but you are ruling out one possible explanation while admitting the evidence is insufficient to do that. Yeah. But everyone else is a conspiracy theorist. Who's actually lying here? They're yeah. making a claim of certainty and at least certainly eliminating one possibility without a, a solid basis to do that. I guess this, this article is from the Associated Press republished by NBC. So I, maybe I shouldn't be so unfair to NBC. Um, but, and, and again, I'll emphasize too, if we're just going to go the statistical route, if, if it's, if the myocarditis issue is rare, as Dr. Fauci will talk about, and it's just pure probability. And that's what we say when we dismiss this, the cortis is also very rare. Okay. 30 cases per year. According to some measurements, about one in 5,000 young men who receive the uh, injection of current relevance experience myocarditis. That is a, what, what statistic did you just say? According to some measurements, one in 5,000. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's a much higher rate than the cortis. Yeah. Just something to think about if, if, it's, if it's just the numbers that we're going to go with. And so let's say it's one in 5,000, although I don't accept that. Um, one in 5,000 in the general population. What is it for people with athletes' hearts? Aren't well, that, athletes' hearts larger? That is young men specifically. Okay. Not general population. But I don't know what impact uh, being a trained athlete would have. I, I don't know, no. but it, uh, you know, who does have some thoughts on that is cardiologist Peter McCullough, who uh, appeared on Tucker on Tuesday night. And he said that he believes the most likely explanation for what happened is cardiac arrest caused by myocarditis related to, yeah, the, uh, the, the injection of current relevance. Where's my clip? Oh, here we go. The concern here is that athletes at a professional level, Tucker, are carefully screened for underlying heart disease. The leading cause of sudden death on the playing field is hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. The athletes are screened for this. To me, it looked like he made a hard tackle. There was head and neck uh, impact, but he got up, he clapped his hands, and then he fell over backwards. It looked like a primary cardiac arrest. The issue is what caused it. I think the leading concern here is induced myocarditis if indeed he's taken the vaccine and boy the family the bills doctors and the current doctors at university of cincinnati medical center have a public health obligation to tell us if he's taken the vaccine oh yeah yeah and he has a public health obligation too if but they, he's being lied to i'm sure if they know definitively i would hope that they disclose that information they're never going to know definitively, though. And if they and that's did, how they were yeah. able to do this major government psyop, you know, by by operating in the uncertainty. And even if they did, you know, who's got a big check for them to shut up? <laughs> Pfizer and the rest of them. They'll take care yeah. of that right away. Um, now, I mentioned he has some information uh, as part of his research. Dr. McCullough has found that since the rollout of the uh, injection, Almost 1,600 European athletes have suffered cardiac arrest, 1,100 of them with a deadly outcome. So this is in about the last two years. That number is compared to 1,100 European athletes who died of various heart conditions over a 38-year period from 1996 to 2004. So in other words, if my math is correct, this sort of heart failure under athletic stress is happening at a a frequency. I put 40 times higher in here, but I forgot it's a two-year interval, not... One, so that would um, the estimate would change then to twenty times higher than it had prior. 
if you believe in his methods and I've had, I've not had time to vet his methods thoroughly. So take okay, it but we couldn't salt, but. extrapolate that to the general population because they all have athletes hearts. Nonetheless, um, I know more people with vaccine induced in- injury than I know people that were fatally in uh, fatally ill with COVID. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to trust your own experience. You're supposed to trust the science, but not this science from cardiologist, Peter McCullough. And, Speaking of the science from him, I will note he is, in fact, a cardiologist. He is an expert you're supposed to trust or that they tell you to trust in the specific field that is relevant in this particular case. But he's not giving the approved expert opinions. So he's out. You have to go back to who? Dr. Fauci. Oh, God. Dr. Fauci, of course, not a cardiologist himself. He does not have particular expertise in that field, but... He does have catch-all expertise. He's one of those experts in everything. And as I mentioned, this is how bad the damage control is. They have to bring Dr. Fauci out of retirement. He probably brought himself out, actually. Uh, But he did quit his job at the NIH on December 31st. Now he's back on CBS explaining how everyone else is a conspiracy theorist for thinking the injection has anything to do with it before he admits that the injection might have something to do with it. There's a very small chance. People on Twitter began to say, well, clearly the clearly the vaccine caused his seizure. Well, my reaction is one of concern about Isn't it horror borderline more than concern. Yeah, it, it's horror. Yet again, another conspiracy theory, complete nonsense is going to have some people make a decision for themselves and their family not to get vaccinated which may cost them their lives. So that's the thing that's so horrible about it. And if you want to go out spouting nonsense, conspiracy theories and spreading it all around, fine, except if it results in a person suffering and perhaps dying. In a very, very rare case, some of the mRNA vaccines can cause a self-limiting, almost invariably benign inflammatory response in the heart, which generally resolves in a very short period of time. Yeah, it resolves because you die. <laughs> it is a I wouldn't call that self, self-limiting. self <laughs> You know, it's, it's so evil for him to talk about vaccine skeptics um, weaponizing public trust after what they've done to the people. Yeah. This standard that he has that you should free speech is fine until your opinion causes someone to suffer or die. Uh, I have news for you, Fauci. Every single one of your opinions has caused someone to suffer or die. Every single one you've ever said, even before Corona and all of this vaccine stuff. If I, Hey friend, uh, I, I have an opinion. We should go out for coffee. Would you join me? And then he dies um, in a head on on the way to the coffee shop. Should I not be free to suggest that as a an activity we should engage in because my speech led to his death? Yeah, is this really the standard that we want to go with. Or if I have an opinion that Big Macs are delicious and everyone should eat them because they taste so good. Well, that's going to cause people to suffer and die. But should I not be free to say that Big Macs are great and you should consume them because they're awesome? Anyway. Right. What about people's ability to discern uh, between valid and invalid information? I mean, that's our right. Yes. Um, and introducing skepticism at this point in time, it's like so much uh, weaker in terms of influence than this government campaign financed with billions of pharmaceutical company dollars. And, so and- it's just hilarious that he would even say this. There's no way he believes this. This is evil. This is not misinformation. He is he's evil. He says. 
what's the exact word he uses? That's the reason it's so horrible. And, and it is you and your family making decisions for yourselves because yeah. you might choose wrongly and you might die. Yeah, that's called freedom. Okay. Just like someone might choose to go out and be a mountain climber. It's dangerous. Maybe they fall off a cliff. Maybe they get hit by an avalanche, but they love the thrill of trying to conquer some new physical obstacle in that way. Okay. Maybe their t- tolerance for risk is higher than mine. I'm not going to stop the guy from going out there and mountain climbing, even though he might die. He might die doing it. Same idea here. It is your your right, your family's right to decide what sort of medical practices or interventions you want and make your own risk assessment with your own judgment about the benefits and the potential drawbacks. But that's the horrible Uh, part of it, he says. It's horrible. The horrible part about this is that Fauci is never going to pay for what he's done because he's so old. Don't ruin my dreams. Yeah, really. Uh, God will make him pay. (laughs) No, there's going to be no justice for this. Um, But the people that are paying are uh, young, healthy people that that COVID COVID pose no risk to. um, And we're virtually forced to be vaccinated. Uh, Those are the people that are paying. Yeah. People forced through all sorts of coercive methods that sacrifice the old or sacrifice the young for the old. It's preposterous. When have people done this in society before Hmm. you sacrifice the old for the young? It's the way things need to be. And it's not even by force necessarily. It's uh, put it this way. A a good dad knows that if it comes down to it, he sacrifices himself for his children and he wants to. Because that is what a good father does. Now, that's not me hoping that anybody dies, of course. It's just, it's my acknowledgement that if there's a choice that comes between my son's well-being or mine, I choose my son's 10 out of 10 times because my dad would make the same choice for me because he's a good dad and his dad before him. Exactly, yeah. That's that's the way of the world. I I get that. And um, one understated piece about this interview, too, before I move on. Listen to that idiot reporter at the start. Dr. Fauci said, yeah, it is kind of concerning in the reporter. Wouldn't you use the word horror? Horrible. It's actually horror, isn't it? Horror's the appropriate term. Dude, your job is to get to the truth of the matter. Leave it to me, the consumer, to decide if it's horrible or horror yeah, or not. Exactly. I don't need your dumbass judgment. What's the truth? <laughs> Find the truth, jackass. That's the horror. Yeah, you don't yeah. care about the truth. That's the horrible part of this interview. What a... Absolute betrayal of his job. Anyway, it's all very complicated. Okay. What happened to DeMar Hamlin could be any number of factors, all of which are probably somewhat rare. It's a lot of variables, a lot of unknowns. Thankfully, we have a very gifted communicator in the White House who can explain it for us. So here is Biden giving the official explanation of what happened to DeMar Hamlin. Look, the idea that you're going to have... You got guys that are 6'8", 340 pounds, running uh, 4'8", 40. I mean, you know, uh, you, you hit somebody with that kind of force. Now, that's not what happened here. But I, I just think it's, uh, I don't know how you avoid it. Oh, see, that clears it up. I mean, I don't speak football ease, but I don't know what he was talking about. Well, let me translate it. The players are big and fast and they hit hard. But that's not what happened in this case. Okay, great. Well, th- then what the hell did what, happen? What did in this happen? Case? If it wasn't the big hard hit and it wasn't the conspiracy theory about the injection 
and its effects on the heart, then what was it? He's, we don't have an explanation there, but I shouldn't expect anything. Uh, here's the last possible explanation, then we'll move on. Racism, of course. Nobody thought of that. Trust the science. The scientists at Scientific American have released the science, and this answers everything. The reason Damar Hamlin got hurt is because, at least partially, Damar Hamlin is black. This is part of the, quote, terrifyingly ordinary nature of football's violence disproportionately affecting black men. Now, how is it ordinary if the entire country joined in prayer for this guy? That's a question maybe the scientists aren't prepared to answer, but also disproportionate are the multi-million dollar salaries going to the disproportionately black men to compensate them for the risk uh, and the experience of injury that they voluntarily assume in pursuit of those multi-million dollar paydays. Yikes. In fact, um, I, I don't, I, this is pure speculation on my part, but it's gotta be true, right? Is there a greater concentration of black wealth or prosperity in the history of the world than the NFL? I don't know. Rappers make a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Maybe rap empires, I suppose. But if it's not the, the biggest concentration of black wealth, it's, it's up there. Still Basketball? not good enough. I th- well, football's a lot more. There's a lot more money in football than the NBA. Really? Oh yeah. Huh? Yeah. Still victims know. though. You could have the greatest concentration of black wealth that has ever existed. Still victims. And he didn't have to take the vaccine either. No, not necessarily. The league had different rules for unvaccinated players. And of course there was a lot of pressure. Uh, it's a pretty good episode of Joe Rogan when Aaron Rodgers was on in the fall and described all the coercive methods behind the scenes. It's not like they're going to grab you and forcibly inject you, but there's a lot of, he talks about them assigning different wristbands, like unvaccinated players had to wear different wristbands and wear the marking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well then they caved to social pressure at at their great personal expense. I mean, I I have sympathy for people that did this, but like that guy didn't want to miss out on his dollar dollar bills y'all. And so he took the vaccine. Yeah. I don't know. But but at the same time, um, I think there's an attitude too, that just, well, I, I trust that these people are looking out for me, that they're it's what's in my best interest. My focus is why on, would anybody think that I I, you shouldn't. But I but I think that a lot of people are just going along thinking that people are looking out for them without doing their own due diligence. And that's a problem. That is insane. But, but that I, is insane. The other the other thing I'll say, too, about this coercion and marking players and unvaccinated is all that and all that. I agree that you shouldn't submit to social pressure in that way, but that of course doesn't justify the social pressure itself. Of course and, not. And right. The, right. the coercive methods that were deployed, I think were, were wildly immoral, wildly unethical, but of course, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but there is an individual responsibility uh, to act in your best interest and to remain skeptical dis- and, and to not assume that, that, that government and these giant entities are benevolent. Like, I, yeah. I don't understand how anybody could think that at this point. So I have sympathy for these people, but it's also like, what were you thinking? Like, what were you doing? He was just Why? thinking about how to, ta- how to tackle guys. That's pretty much That's it. That's true. <laughs> uh, but what is he going to do now? Like uh, the yeah, black community has a history of, um, of medical skepticism, maybe originating from like the Tuskegee experiments or something like that. But they, they do have this kind of um, distrust of american authority and so i hope that this manifests in vaccine skepticism right i hope he comes out and he's like well uh, it's pretty obvious what happened here 
Uh, yeah, I'll believe that when I see it, because I think even if he's inclined to believe that, someone's going to pay him not to do that. But then don't uh, take the money like you're rich. Or there will be other. Uh, persuasion methods deployed for or against him in that circumstance. If, if How it happened, many would... players would have to fall dead on the field before someone like that D-bag hippie that yelled at you was like, oh, maybe this is vaccine. Related. I, like, I think for many this could happen every game and every, they would still, every game. They, and would they would still would, say yeah. the, the cordis strikes again. Dang but it. For somebody really that it happened rise. to a minority that this happened to, to come out and be like, this was because of the vaccine that would be powerful and influential. I think he would be assassinated before that happens. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Uh, before well, we move on from the story, I had one joke left on the table that is totally out of place, but I can't leave it. This article doesn't discuss, uh, the main point it doesn't discuss is that, uh, there are a lot of black on black injuries in the NFL. So yeah, they're, they're not really getting at the core of the issue. That rate is very high. Okay. Uh, we're, we actually are going to have to cruise because we have a couple things to get through and I don't necessarily no, no, want to skip them. Um, but they're, they're not super complicated anyway. Biden went down to the border, decided to get very serious about the border this week after two years of downplaying the situation. And indeed, never visiting until now, despite hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants crossing the border each year under his presidency. Well, he went down to El Paso today and he's heading to Mexico city after that. In fact, I think he's probably already there. He's going to the North American leaders summit. Biden highlighted El Paso as a model for what can be done with the immense task of immigration management, which is interesting because my sources say that El Paso has become a trash heap. More on that in a moment. According to this report though, Illegal border crossings at El Paso are down more than 70% since the December surge. El Paso is down to only 700 apprehensions a day from over 2,500 a month ago. So we're back down to just plain outrageous instead of suicidal. This is a great improvement, just like Kevin McCarthy's speakership. My question is, uh, why is uh, why is the number dropping an improvement? It's, it's just interesting that as the trajectory goes towards zero, even if it never gets there. Are they granting the premise that zero illegal border crossings is in fact the goal? Why is less or fewer an improvement? It better, yeah. Uh, Biden reportedly stayed in El Paso for all of three hours today, and I guess he fixed it. It was that quick. And, uh, and that's fine, because Biden understands the border clearly. He was announcing some new policy this week, and he explained, well, hey, it's not like illegal immigrants are saying, hey, you know what would be fun? Let's give up everything we have and give it to coyotes to traffic our families across the border. I mean, how crazy would that be? It's not like people are sitting around a table and somewhere in, in Central America say, I got a great idea. Let's sell everything we have. Let's give it to a coyote, a smuggler. They'll take us on a harrowing journey for a thousand miles to get to the United States. Then we're going to legally cross the border. They're going to drop us in the desert and we're facing, we don't speak the language. Won't that be fun? It's never Dude, happened. Th- nobody is making that argument. What, what our argument is, is that that may be true, but it's not our fucking problem. It's not our problem. It's not my responsibility to take care of the world's poor. It's my responsibility to protect what's mine and my countrymen. Yeah, we have not a few to problems. give it away piecemeal. Uh, but I, I just find it interesting that what, he's, uh, what he says isn't happening is, in fact, happening every single day, every day, uh, hundreds of times, possibly thousands of times. And uh, it's just misinformation. It's something you don't like. It's just misinformation. Doesn't happen. Same strategy as always. 
Um, I, I mentioned uh, El Paso really is, it really is or was cleaned up for the photo op ahead of Biden's visit. The resources to fix the border suddenly flowed in. There were reportedly tens of thousands of homeless illegal immigrants living in downtown El Paso until this week. Local El Paso police officers and federal border patrol agents moved them to somewhere, at least many of them, according to law enforcement sources. Now I'm thinking I need to double check my numbers, though. Is that correct? Tens of thousands of homeless illegal immigrants? That's what I, that's what my uh, notes how big, say. El Paso is a pretty big city. Did I right? write it down incorrectly or is that true? Ugh. Uh, anyway, so they, they there were lots. Is it in this story? Let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Washington Examiner city sidewalks that transformed into makeshift homeless camps as tens of thousands of illegal immigrants were released into downtown El Paso in recent months. Okay, so maybe not tens of thousands right now, but over the course of the last few months, that's how many have been cleared out ahead of Biden's visit. So the uh, police officers and border patrol agents moved them to somewhere. We don't know where they went, but this is according to law enforcement sources speaking with the Washington Examiner. Uh, my sources say your neighborhood is where they dumped them. Have you looked in your backyard? Because they're probably, I don't even mean you, Blonde. I mean you, the listener. There's probably one in your yeah. backyard right now. Yep. The uh, city of El Paso did not answer a question from the Washington Examiner about who instructed police to, um, about who, ins- who instructed police to make such a swift cleanup. We don't know who's behind this operation. And it's not just swift, but it apparently it was a very, a very good job. According to this report, uh, streets and sites that were filthy were spotless by the time Biden arrived. So they figured it out very quickly. And <laughs> Biden's got a new border policy to fix it all. He announced it this week. We're just going to allow tens of thousands of people from certain countries and that'll fix it. Yeah. His new immigration plan allows 30,000 migrants per month hmm. from Cuba. Haiti, Nicaragua, Venezuela to enter the country and be able to work legally for up to two years in order to qualify. They supposedly uh, must apply from their home countries, I'm sure, uh, pass a background check, I'm sure, and prove they have financial supporter in the United States. Also, I'm sure they're going to enforce this. Here I am um, with my Haitian documentation. All yeah, very for official. real. Yeah. As part of the plan, the administration also will begin to use the emergency health order known as Title 42 to expel the same number of migrants from those four countries to Mexico if they attempt to enter the U.S. illegally. That's Hmm. also not going to happen. And they're also saying that if it's in excess of 30,000, they'll start to send people back. But none of these countries take migrants back. Mexico Mexico. supposedly does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But they all end up just going to Mexico if they're sent back, which they almost never are. Um yeah, Mexico has said that they agree to accept up to 30,000 migrants a month from those countries under, under Title 42. Is anybody going to be left in these countries? How, I know. How do they right? have that many to send? 30,000 a month. My God. That is just shocking. Right. I don't know. What, what are we even supposed to do about this? It's all fixed. Just uh, <laughs> enjoy the food trucks and the uh, diversity. It's going to be great. This is so frustrating. <laughs> uh, they, we, we spoke about this, a lot of this stuff last week, because even though the affidavit wasn't released, a lot of the details were out. But now the affidavit in the Idaho quadruple murder was released as uh, Koberger arrived in Idaho this week from Pennsylvania. Uh, what are the details that we got in the case on the affidavit right. release? Um, so he left a knife, knife sheath that was covered in his DNA at the crime scene. How did he um, make but that I guess, mistake? He's such a scrupulous guy. 
Well, was he scrupulous? I mean, he seemed to have left a lot of evidence. But and he then he, he kept his Hyundai Elantra the store and all. And yeah, but he was to... driving the murder vehicle. I like guess, how smart yeah. across the country. <laughs> it's like ditch your car, retard. Yeah. Um, but the the revelation that everybody is talking about. One of the surviving roommates, which is Dylan Mortensen, this chick, she saw him half masked as he was leaving the home after the murders. So she saw his eyebrows and then she didn't call police for six to nine hours. I've seen that disputed in different sources. So people are so mad at this chick. They're like, why on earth? Because she also heard one of her roommates crying and a thud. And she heard somebody say, I'm here to help you. But I, I don't know. Like everybody's really mad at this chick. Um, I kind of feel like I should defend her because I feel like we don't have all the facts of the story. And they were living in this house where people are coming and going all the time um, and seeing a masked man in your house. Like that is really alarming. She was probably fucked up, like probably. And uh, I think that people have a strong normalcy bias. So like you live in a party house where people are coming and going all the time. I think people are like, that was probably nothing. I'm being crazy. Could and be. then the next day when she had her wits about her and she wasn't wasted anymore, she was like, I don't know. I better call police. So or she's she saw the one other who called 911 eventually. Yeah. Six to nine hours after okay. she saw. Yeah. Um, yeah something I mean, it is does weird. Seem, is that does sound weird, hard yeah. to believe, but circumstances depending, I guess. And the circumstances of the killings too. how stealthy was he when he did this and or how wasted was she at the time? Right. It's yeah. not a good look, but I guess I could understand it happening. But I'm hearing a lot of people say like, oh, she was involved mm. or she knew that they got murdered and she didn't care. It's like, no, I think that she saw something weird happen in her party house in one of America's safest cities that hasn't had a murder in eight years. And she was like, I'm being crazy. Also, I'm fucked up and underage and I don't want to call the cops. Oh, and I suppose that could have been a factor. I didn't even think of that. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah you know, in a general level, when you think about it after knowing all the facts, but in the moment, if you know, you're not eager for police interaction for that reason, you might hesitate. I'm sure she was trying to rationalize what was happening. Like, cause the DoorDash driver had come at 4 AM and the murder happened at 4 17. Hmm. So like people had just been walking through the house and everybody's like, well, wasn't she worried about the Wait, dog? There was, I didn't even know there was a DoorDash driver who ordered food. What's that about? Uh, Zaina, is that her name? At that residence or somewhere else? Pernodal, yeah. Yeah, she ordered and got DoorDash at 4 a.m. After the, the killings or before? Before, 17 oh, okay, minutes okay, before okay. the killing. Yeah, oh. yeah. So she was used to, and then she, I think that there were like separate floors to this apartment and there was always music and people coming in and out. Um, and she was just like, this is some weird party thing. What I heard was like, not that crazy. Maybe she thought they were getting robbed. In which case, like, would you call 911 immediately? I, I don't know that anybody's mind would go, immediately go to everybody in the house, except for one other person got brutally murdered for no reason. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, we, I'm sure we'll learn more as the case uh, develops, but as you mentioned last week, it seems like they have a pretty rock solid case against Koberger and this uh, won't be oh, yeah. difficult to prove to a jury. <laughs> and Idaho is a death penalty state. He does face the yeah. death penalty. For oh this yeah. This guy's toast. Everybody in town is so pissed. I would imagine yeah. justifiably so. So I'm sure we'll come back to this story later. Moving along, I mentioned there is a there's a new noose in town. Indeed there is, so let's get to that. Mm-hmm. 
now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? I thought I'd seen every type of noose. I've never seen a paper towel noose until now at a Panera restaurant in Gross Point, Michigan. This is near Detroit. A hate crime investigation has been opened, and indeed they have their suspects now, this by local police, after a noose made of paper towels was found in the bathroom. An image in this story indeed shows such a loop of brown paper towels draped over a bathroom stall door in the men's bathroom of Panera. The incident happened on Friday, December 30th. As of Thursday, we now have a suspect. Happened Friday evening. Um, one of my team managers went into the men's restroom and he discovered this noose that was made out of paper towel hanging in the stall. Several days after Fox 2 caught up with a manager who works at the Panera Bread, where a handmade noose was discovered, police are releasing key details about the investigation. The police chief wrote in part, after several days of investigation, city of Gross Point detectives have identified a juvenile suspect in the case. A warrant request will be sent to the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office for review when complete. Employees at this eatery, which is located located in the predominantly white city of Gross Point, believe they were the target of the incident. 99% of us that work there is black. So there's no way around it that it wasn't intended for us. Hmm. Are black. It was paper towels. Yeah. A paper towel noose. That's the, the old Jigaboo killer, right? <laughs> it, was, it's, it's, it was uh, genocidal in the past. Now, people are out of their minds. The suspect is 15 years old and authorities are providing no further details, presumably on account of the suspect <laughs> being a minor. And I realize, as the story mentioned, this is a predominantly white area. But since they aren't disclosing race. I will speculate maybe the culprit is not white. I think if the culprit was white, that would be a little bit sensationalized. Maybe not. Maybe they're just protecting his identity out of principle. But regardless of his race, imagine living in Detroit. We're outside of Detroit, close by, and being primarily worried about the shapes that teenagers fashion paper towels into. If that worries you, I would say you live in a great neighborhood by Detroit standards. So maybe just yeah. throw away the paper towels and get back to making sandwiches. The decision on whether to prosecute, yes, prosecute, this 15-year-old for his paper towel crimes will be made by the prosecutor's office. No indication yet about whether that will happen or what the hell the charge would even be. Presumably ethnic intimidation or something like that. Oh, good Lord, who cares? Well, how about this one? Normally, I would never talk royals, but since this has quasi hoax hate, I couldn't resist. Did you hear the accusation that Harry says that William beat his ass? Yeah, it made me like William more. <laughs> Prince Harry has his tell-all book coming out. Uh... I guarantee this central claim is 100% hoax. You tell me if you believe it. But Prince Harry says uh, his brother, Prince William, yes, beat his ass in a dispute over Harry's wife, Meghan Markle. Harry says that William knocked him to the floor during a furious argument over Harry's marriage to Meghan. Harry says this happened at his cottage on the grounds of Kensington Palace in 2019. Harry says William came to visit him at the cottage. Harry offered him a glass of water. William put down the water and started raging about Megan, calling her difficult, rude, and abrasive. Then William set down the water. Uh, then, wait, wait, wait. 
I, I put that in here twice. William already set down the water. Anyway, he put down <laughs> the glass of water and he called Harry a name. Don't know what the name is. Maybe it was N-word lover or something like that. <laughs> and he came at him. Harry says, Harry says that William grabbed him by the collar, ripped his necklace and knocked him to the floor. And worse still, Harry landed on the dog's bowl, which cracked under his back and the pieces of the bowl cut into him. Harry then got up and told his brother to get out. And that's when William's henchmen came in. Two Nigerians wearing MAGA hats, carrying ropes, put a noose around Harry's neck and beat his ass even more. But Harry maintained control of his subway sandwich. So it wasn't a total loss. And then when William and his Nigerian friends were done beating Harry's ass, he said, you don't need to tell Meg about this. That is serious. Uh, uh, Harry says William said that you don't need to tell Meg about this. Harry replied, you mean that you attacked me? And William said, I didn't attack you, Harold. Harry says then he uh, contacted a therapist to get through this. Oh, my God. What kind of pussy whipped douchebag comes out? And talks about him getting his ass kicked by his brother and then calling his therapist. Well, uh, if you have a, a payday, maybe that's why you do it. Oh, what a coincidence. This revelation happens just before the release of the book. And he's kind of estranged from his family and his wife is getting older and she's probably not making as much money doing deal or no deal modeling. So cash in. Yeah, But doesn't that go against like every element of your masculinity to come out and be like, I got my ass kicked by my brother who isn't that big and strong uh, I, and then i had to call my therapist it's hard to imagine and, and i'm not even taking shots at william i mean he's for all i know he's very strong he's just he his i don't think his demeanor is fake and the idea of him just going into rage mode and kicking someone's ass seems very far-fetched but it for, might be true harry is blowing up their family legacy. Yeah, maybe. I suppose if anyone could inspire such a rage, it would be the guy who sells out the family for a buck every chance he gets. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope this is true. Uh, Harry Dunn fucked up. You know, William and Kate, uh, all the people in the royals are, you know, leftist stooges. However, I rarely see them acting a fool. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Kate speak before. I don't even know what her voice sounds like. She's always dressed impeccably doing what she should be doing she has a great a bunch uh, of kids what's the tech what's the technical term it's like the posh british accent it's the refined british accent not that cockney crap. yeah great yeah i mean they're always doing what they're supposed to be doing it's like you want to act like uh, monarchy matters then then shut your mouth yeah. i think that harry is the illegitimate son of diana that's probably and her, and her tennis coach or whatever the theory is i think it was a bodyguard yeah something like that i can't remember mm. anyway my wife is screaming in the other room no no it's this because she knows she knows all about that I'll, Does she I'll, really? I'll learn who it is after the stream. <laughs> um, real quick, I, I wrote up a good amount of information on this, but I'll try to be quick because I want to get to the movie review and leave enough time for that. It's not hoax hate per se, but it is hoaxery of a racial variety. We have another Elizabeth Warren or Rachel Dolezal style racial hoax, <laughs> false racial identity. Kay LeClaire is her name, and she's a uh, a white woman who co-founded a queer indigenous artists collective in Wisconsin while claiming to be a two-spirit Native American, as in transgender in Indian terms. Her art collective simply bought Indian art from Etsy and then resold it as authentic Ojibwe or some shit like that. So they, they bought Indians art off the Internet and then marked it up 20 percent and pretended <laughs> to be Indians and sold it for a profit. 
Good for her. Pictures of LeClaire from a decade ago show that she is a pale-skinned white woman with light brown hair. In recent years, she has uh, presented herself as much tanner with dark hair. She had various positions in the Indian community in Wisconsin, and she was forced to resign from them after her identity as a pretendian is the term. A pretend Indian was recently revealed. In this case, uh, she may actually have criminal problems or there may be criminal implications in the case. And that's because it's what? a it's a federal crime to <clears throat> profit off of false Native American identity. And she Why? did. That. Uh, I, I, I don't I, I guess maybe I could uh, on principle push back on that. But some phrasing here makes it sound like she may have got some grants or public money on the basis of uh, on the basis of. Indian cool, identity. they're giving it to everybody else. You know, if this is how white people have to get ahead, fine, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> That's the spirit that we were missing earlier in the show. <laughs> as long as we have, as long as we're respectful and dignified in our race, <laughs> be like that Indian who shed one tear in the commercial, even though he wasn't yeah, totally. a real Indian, he was Italian. Don't you think that people should be capitalizing on this, uh, on this minority obsession? Well, they clearly. And if are. you are a, a if you're a buyer, you can't tell the difference between good and and shitty Indian. And you don't jewelry. care. You're, probably... you're making you're making a virtue signal purchase anyway. Yeah. You don't care about and the authenticity of that crappy ass dream catcher. Yeah. 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 Uh, the um, the hoax was revealed by Advanced Smite. This is apparently some sort of internet hobbyist genealogist. Leclerc claimed to be a descendant of several Wisconsin area tribes. Through online records and resources, she was revealed as German, Swedish, and French Canadian in her heritage. And that's because this anonymous genealogist gave uh, his or her findings to Madison 365, a uh, local news source, as far as I gather. This person became aware of Leclerc through a Facebook ad for an upcoming talk of hers about indigenous feminism. <laughs> the, this person says it identified Leclerc under the native name Nagima Wama Bajama. It's a whole bunch of letters. Some Indian term. I can't read. Oh, Lord. Which Advanced Smite said they found unusual because the given Ojibwe name is typically something that would be used in ceremony or with other people who are Ojibwe or part of your community. <clears throat> Excuse me, this person said. Prior Facebook posts as recent as 2017 show LeClaire describing herself as a white woman. <clears throat> uh, so she's calling herself white in prior posts. And, he, and even more awkward... Sources say that LeClaire previously criticized Liz Hoover, another woman who was outed as a pretendian. Now, it's notable that LeClaire married a man in 2018. So unless we're supposed to believe that this is actually some two-spirit gay wedding, the mm. transgender or gay thing or whatever's going on here is probably also a grift. LeClaire has apologized and admitted to the scam in a statement to Madison 365. She says she will remove herself from all community spaces, positions, projects. And this is what I was talking about. And grants. And will not seek new ones. So did she actually get public grant money for being a fake Indian? That's my question. I don't have uh, the answer, but there's no doubt that in general, this was all about cashing checks. Just depends on from whom. I understand it, though. If it's just about money, I get it. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I I understand it. I certainly think it's uh, morally wrong and they should stop. But Mm. Do you know why? Uh, got to beat them at their own fake Indian game. Elizabeth Warren won her way to the top of the Senate. So someone's got to beat it's her. It's true. And do they ever give, if you're white, do you ever get grant money? Ever? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that's federally prohibited, in fact. Yeah. More race hoaxes. I like this. <laughs> All right. We'll see if anyone heeds the call. Let's get into the movie review. 
In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie is the 1984 opera-enhanced comedy drama Amadeus. Losing my voice, man. What's going on? Amadeus in which an elderly ex-composer is committed to a psych hospital and tells the story of his jealousy for and the untimely death of his professional rival, Wolfgang Mozart. From movie picker Ross, based on the stage play, or a stage play, this not entirely historically accurate period drama about the death of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart looks and feels like it was made much more recently than the 80s. It's dark, it's a little unhinged, And it just might make you appreciate classical music, period dramas, and the combination of the two, if you don't already, Rock Me, F. Murray, Abraham. As always, your review and your rating. Oh, I've always loved this movie. The key is to not look at it for historical accuracy or costume accuracy. You kind of have to take it at face value um, for what it is, which is this documentation of a man's complete crisis of faith. I don't know why I'm laughing because <laughs> it is, it is a got comedy elements. Um, and then he embraces uh, the moral downfall that comes with his total inability to accept that desire does not always correspond with ability. Um, and he is just consumed with this hatred of the true talent uh, because Mozart had um, famously had moral failings. That part of it was true. Um, such a wonderful and beautiful film. I think it was worth every minute of the three hours. However, the director's cut had, I think like 20 minutes of footage that was appropriately cut out. Like that scene with Stanzi where she shows her boobs and everything like that was, that's only in the director's cut. You know, I wasn't going to mention, and I did watch the director's cut. So I, I withheld. You any, can't find the theatrical cut anymore. It's yeah. And I, so I didn't, I did. I withheld my usual, this is too long criticisms because I felt that that would be unfair in that context. But since you brought it up, what a disappointing reveal. What? You. Those what? are world you, class. World tits. class. <laughs> She's got salami nips. What are you talking? She has giant, <laughs> luscious boobs. They're down to her and knees. a tiny waist. Those are corset boobs. Without the corset, they're nothing. Oh my gosh, I'm a straight woman and I wanted to murder My wife her. agreed. With you? Mm-hmm. Excellent tits. Just fantastic world-class tits. Oh my God. All right, fine. Those are like, um, uh, what's the little thing that sits on office tables where you pull it one direction and bounce back and forth? It's like that. Yeah. Good boobs, good natural. They are natural boobs. Those, are pendulous and, the, I mean, and fluffy. You think I appreciate wide set eyes? All right, those things were uh, excessive. Were, you know. <laughs> that was like uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know a good directional analogy here, but uh, there there's a there's a, a a big distance between. You know, nipples are proportionate. If you have giant tits are, and small nipples, then like you have won some sort of genetic lottery. Those are, right? are plate size at this point. She's got huge boobs. I think they're anyway. proportionate to lovely boobs. Okay, whatever. This five is out why of five. I, this is why I said I wasn't going to comment on the reveal. Five out of five. It's it's a classic film. Amazing film. Stands the test of time. I've seen it so many times and I still rewatched it for this. Love it. If you hated it, I quit the show. Well, it's it's certainly not a five for me. And and I it's it's a low score for me, but this is one of those instances where 
I get why people like this. And so I'm I'm kind I'm okay. prepared to make concessions in my overall dislike for this movie because this is one of those cases where the broad themes I actually appreciate quite a lot. Right? The presentation drives me nuts. Why? It really annoys me. I'll explain. For reasons both involving the setting and the specific character portrayals, I just can't enjoy it. But I will take enough time to acknowledge the broad themes are valuable and important. The struggle with God that you're getting at, very important. The idea, the whole premise for, uh, his name is Salieri, right? I can never pronounce yeah, it. But the, yeah. the composer who's jealous of, of Mozart. This idea that that you can barter your faith in God by asking for something in return and lead a successful life that way. It doesn't work that way. And I don't even mean that specifically in religious terms. You can think about this from even a secular perspective, that the rules of the world are the way that they are, and you don't get to make deals to try to cheat them. You achieve success by working within the confines of those rules. You can think of that as serving God. You can think of that as following natural law, however you want to conceptualize it. You don't wheel and deal your way with God into success. And this, his whole life is, is sort of a demonstration of that big time concept that I very much appreciate. As you mentioned, the struggle with confronting your own talents. And I won't go deep into this cause you've mentioned it, but I write a, a few paragraphs about this in the, in the review. Yeah. There, you often have desires to do all sorts of things that you just don't possess the natural talent to be high level at. There are all sorts of things that I loved doing in my younger life that I wish I could have done at a really high level or professionally that I just didn't have the natural talent to achieve and accepting that and moving on from those things led me to find something like what I do now professionally that I think is a much better use of what talent I have. And so accepting that, acknowledging that and, and being, um, why <laughs> you're acting like I'm, I'm ripping this movie. I'm not even criticizing it yet. I'm, you said it was a low score. I'm appreciating. So I already know that you're going to talk about all the great things that make this movie a classic, and then you're going to shit pan it for this some is why, stupid bullshit. This is why I'm conceding some points, is that I get why people like it, but it's sort of like, think of if you have the best, most profound lyrics ever presented in a style of song that you hate. You know, it's but like you have to take the style at face value. It, but I, it wasn't but it doesn't worried mean about that I have to love it and that I find entertainment in it. That's that's kind of my problem. So I'm not saying it's like a total piece of shit, just that I can't enjoy it for reasons I'll get to. But accepting the limitations of your own talents and not viewing that as defeat, but as an invitation to find where your true talent lies. That's very important. These themes of too much work time and not enough family time being yeah. costly. Yeah. There's sort of a father's dilemma there that I really identify with, especially now that I'm trying to build my own where my number one job is taking care of my family. And that means working really hard to provide for them. But if I work so hard that I'm absent, I'm not being the role model that I need to be to raise my son correctly. And, hopefully future children. In this case, it works Mozart to death. It makes me think critically about how hard I should work and what sort of costs that creates for time with my family and how to balance those. Um, now, as far as why I can't enjoy this movie, um, it's just, it's not my setting and certainly not listening to opera. All right. I can't, I have to listen That's to it? an entire, there's more, but I can't listen to effectively an entire opera performance to get to these points. I'm not doing that. Give me almost anything to listen to too many powdered wigs, too much opera singing. I but can't do that. It's so 
Good. What about the Requiem for his father? You didn't find that moving? It's not. It's it's just, it's, it's whatever your hated, your most hated musical genre is. Opera is up there for, I just can't listen to that. It drives me nuts. Uh, Not everything was opera. He had some concertos. That's true. There's some just generic classical music. Um, The laugh, dude, the laugh. And I know people were speculating in the chat last week that I would hate the laugh. Yes. I I don't need 50 different instances of the laugh, but what I what I found amazing was it sounds exactly like Tucker's laugh. Play uh, in it does the kind of sound in like the Tucker's review laugh. I put them side by side a montage of both you can play them simultaneously. You can't tell which is which. It's the same damn laugh. But it was to that, show the frivolity of his character and that uh, he didn't um that he didn't uh care about social norms because he he was just taken to a different stratosphere with his genius. So he didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. It's kind of like you could kind of be screaming obnoxiously to show that the character's annoying. I get it. No, <laughs> I, I thought it was integral to, to the character. No, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think it, it doesn't prove any points about his character to me. It's the same guy, whether he's, it didn't help that the things he's laughing at are not that funny in the first place. It's like it's very so lofty that they shit marble, very mildly no? comical circumstances with this overreactive laugh. And but it was is, a, um, it was a an anxiety laugh. Also, this is not a point of nuisance, but it's just a point of of criticism to me. Uh, some the makeup job in this movie is horrendous. Mozart. He looks so good in that scene. He's where he's dying. He looks what? so sick. That looks yeah. that looks like a a really bad office Halloween party makeup. Oh, he that, looks like so close to death. That is yeah. one of the worst movie makeups I've ever seen. And as far as being convincing, that looks Are you like, going to complain about the old face now? Yes. That that was also crap. Just get an old actor. It looked it looks they took the same guy and they put these weird, you know, weird prosthetic on him to try to make him look old. Just get an old actor cuz it doesn't even look like the same guy by the time you're done. It looks like the same guy in some fake outfit. It, it's a it's a totally bizarre effect. Though I get it. The movie was made in 1984. Um it is what it is for its era. So I'm annoyed by the setting, the presentation, the big themes matter. But again, it's like it, it, it's like trying to get me to appreciate poetry while listening to a screeching chalkboard. So it, maybe it's not you, Amadeus. Maybe it's me, but it gets a two. Sorry to break. It's definitely enough for me, dog. Oh my God, my, you you gave Home Alone 2 a five. Home Alone 2 is a masterpiece and a cultural relic. Amadeus is comparatively obscure <laughs> to Home Alone 2. Seriously? It is. It is. I've seen that movie 30 times. I'd never seen Home Alone 2. Well, or you're Home Alone. you that I guarantee you that's a minority oh experience. Oh God, I needed to it's, breathe into a paper bag right now. Amadeus 30 times and never seen Home Alone 2. There's like two people who fit that you. description. That cannot possibly be true. My brother would put it on when he was babysitting when we were children. I guarantee you that more people have seen Home Alone 2 than Amadeus. Mm. Uh, It's not some obscure cultural movie. This this was a a very big film. I'm saying compared to Home Alone 2, very obscure. I don't don't understand it. You know, Um, I thought that this movie thing was going to like wear you down into loving classic film and stuff. But it seems we had the opposite. <laughs> I will not be browbeaten into liking things just because they're old or because other people say I'm supposed to. Um, 
But again, this is not this is not my hate for anyone who appreciates this movie. This is the sort of thing where it's like I get how and why you would like that. For me, it has presentational choices that annoy me too much for me to really enjoy it. But I get the value of it. Just I not swear for to God, me. I'm gonna buy knee length lycra spandex shorts. I'm gonna buy a fucking bike. You know the the weird kind where your shoe hooks into the the pedals, and I'm just gonna be riding in the street all day. I don't care. I'm doing it. I'm going to go to Bozeman. I'm going to ride in your street. (laughs) You're going to get hit by the car. So it's going to happen. That'd be so funny. (laughs) All right, fine. You have a right to your opinion. I'm trying to, I'm trying to distinguish between Mozart. Why do I keep wanting to call it Mozart? Amadeus and, um, and objective pieces of crap. Like, uh, like Blade Runner, you know, it's not in the Blade Runner class. (laughs) Anyway. You were uh, disparaging to Mozart himself. That's okay. He's uh, he's been dead a while. He won't get me. Uh, people generally right. like this movie, though. The early vote, people are giving it fours and fives. So I'm in, yeah, I'm in the minority and not enjoying it. But that's okay. I recognize uh, why that might be the case. <laughs> next week, uh, the list got rejected, so we have a random top-rated selection for next week. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl, the original. Is that the first one? <sighs> 2003. I've never seen it. Uh, the, again, the list was rejected. So this was a random selection. And I realized one thing, uh, I say in general, when I'm describing the islands Caribbean, but in the context of the movie, I say pirates of the Caribbean pirates of the Caribbean sounds wrong. It does. You know, you're right. I do the same thing. I I can't explain that, but I'll have to think critically about like, I want to go to the Caribbean. Yeah. But pirates of the Caribbean, it's a Caribbean cruise, but it's pirates of the Caribbean. Why do we do that? It must be branding. And uh, we have one more. As far as after that, we have one more week of eligibility for Movie Picker Ross. Again, the list was rejected last week, but it is up for a vote for one more week. It remains unchanged. The nominations include The Grand Budapest Hotel, Vertigo, Whiplash, Blue Velvet, The Hunt. That's the 2012 Danish movie, not the 2020 satire that we've already viewed. Sunset Boulevard, or of course, you can dismiss this list once again as it was dismissed last week and vote for a randomly selected top rated movie instead And as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do it is my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is madchristiansonmedia.com. That'll do it. We'll get to chat and we'll call it a night. Okay. I tried to soften. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to make a whole deal. No, it's. I take it personally when people don't like my favorite movies. Hmm. This is like Rear Window all over again. Well, you gave Jurassic Park a one, so consider it revenge. Okay. <laughs> Who was the last person? Rear Window. Didn't Jeez. I give it a three though? I don't think I. I didn't give it a hate. A, I just. Hateful. I just don't understand how not everybody that sees that movie loves it. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I don't. I don't have hatred for it. I'd almost rather you hate it. (laughs) Wicked Masshole was up next, I think. Wicked Masshole. I'm sad to see Brazilian patriots giving the communists in charge of their country a pretext to take their freedom and vote in an ill-advised action. If you're mad at political corruption, volunteer with the local party instead of getting arrested. Hmm. I I, I saw there's some shenanigans going down in Brazil, but I don't know the specifics. Are they doing a January 6th or what are they doing? (laughs) A real January 6th? I don't know. They're doing something. I have no idea, though. (laughs) um robin d banks uh, one get a group of like-minded friends to learn 
OSINT3 form cell? What the hell is that? I guess I should know. Let me uh, Google it. Nonviolent, of course. Four, start doing oppa research on leftist groups. Oh, Minus open touch. source intelligence. Oh, okay. Yeah. Five, use findings to take them down. I'm not opposed to any of this. Hmm. Um, Nicholas H. Mitch McConnell intentionally kept Republicans from getting a Senate majority for the sole purpose of preventing what happened to McCarthy from happening to himself. Maybe. Peter. I would maybe like not to believe that, but maybe. He seems to have been somewhat selective in his uh, choices for candidates to support or not in the midterm. So maybe there's something to that. Um, Robin D. Banks, we should stay peaceful and honest, but we can protect our way of life and our democracy gently in the manner previously described. Let's all pitch in and do our decentralized part today. Except don't say protect our democracy, Robin. You're going to. Yeah, you know better. (laughs) You're going to make me give a. Very milk toast counter speech, and then you're gonna have to tell me to eat shit and die. <laughs> yeah, really. As a response, no, I I get what you're saying, and I I appreciate it, Robin. I'm just I'm so sensitive to the to the phrase "our democracy" now because I know, I know not in it's Robin's a leftist case, trope, yeah. but I know you're about to say some bullshit if you say "our democracy." It's a guaranteed. It's guaranteed that there's some kind of communist nonsense coming after that. Um, Max Blana delivered pizzas in Bremerton, and that's the only place in two years of the occupation I thought I'd be killed. Two hundred percent shithole. Hope you all enjoy your crumbling footbridge. There are nice areas of Bremerton, but for the most part, it sucks. What? Where's this? Um, Why am I? <clears throat> it's outside of Seattle. Oh, okay, uh, Seattle suburb. Okay. Um, Daniel Zermano, you two never disappoint. You two remind me that there are people out there that think like I do. Keep on keeping on. I don't know. Thank you, about that. And that's why this week was so uh, <laughs> valuable for me is I got a reminder that these people are actually among us. The ones I see on the Internet, they're real, man. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sorry if you have to interact with them more frequently than I do. Mm. But I appreciate you tuning in and thanks for supporting the show. Boogeyman 917 says, I doubt it. Trial coming soon. I doubt it. It's true. It's actually going to happen. Or Urashima Otaru. Mm. If people don't know the who what a gay F Crenshaw is. They should know by now jab isn't, ca- isn't causing these heart problems with athletes, climate change, gardening, et cetera, are according to our trusting legacy media. Yeah. I saw some headline to that effect. Is it climate change that's causing the athlete collapse? Yes. It must just sure. be way hotter in Europe. So all the soccer it is. players. Uh, yeah. Are, mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah. it. Dylan Lawrence eat feces and unalive are about the only things left in the geriatrics <laughs> future. Uh, keep up the good work. You two. Thank you. Uh, there's another part in that exchange where, um, his, I guess his wife, or he has a fe- an elderly female companion with him. And as I'm conversing with him, I referenced that he told me to eat shit and die. And she's like, Oh no, no. Who, who told you that? And I was like this guy several times him. And she looked at him and went, cause she, you could tell that she kind of believed me and knew that he did. And, and then when I left them, I said, Hey man, uh, I don't know what, I don't, if you're mad at me, okay. I don't have any problem with you. God bless you, man. Like I just, yeah. I was, I was just trying to, wasn't even trying to be insincere. I was trying to resolve the situation. And then another woman goes, Oh, you people are just the worst. As though I was being malicious in saying in, in well-wishing him on departure yeah. so that well, there wouldn't you? be some kind of lingering conflict. It's like, no matter there, there's what no way did, that well-wish was authentic. If that happened to me and then that guy stepped in front of a bus, I would never stop. I would die laughing. I would so die fun. laughing. I, I watched both of the pieces of footage because I'm recording independently of my friend, but we both had the exact same experience, which is people crowding around us and 
interrogating us on personal matters. For him, it was about what branch of the military he's in because of his camo jacket. For me, they got all nativist. I love that these people get nativist. Where are you from? You're not from Bozeman, are you? Did you grow up in Montana? I'm thinking, no, no, I'm an illegal from Ecuador. So uh, yeah, what do you, you think? should welcome so me fine. with yeah. open arms. But I, I, I said the truth. I'm like, well, I went to high school over in this town and I've lived in Bozeman for 10 years. But what does it matter if I... If I told you that I came here from California yesterday, would that change anything? Well, no, that, that that wouldn't matter. I'm just curious. They did the same thing with his camo jacket. Well, well, I don't care what you wear. Whatever you wear is up to you, man. Well, then why did you inquire? Why did you question? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, it was this common common line of questioning of, here's a stupid question. Both of us say, here's the answer. Why is that relevant? It's not. Okay. Well, thank you for asking. But it was part of this need to discredit us as characters rather than engage on the claims of fact. I had one woman tell me about free speech or something. She was going on and on. I think I asked her, we gathered here in to protect our democracy, quote unquote, isn't a value of democracy that anybody can explain their perspective, that we have free exchange, free speech, free exchange, dialogue, all that. And she says, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the problem is your speech wasn't factual. What? Right. So I asked her, well, what are the factual? What, what did I get wrong factually? Because I'd be happy to send you the citations of everything I said. Oh, no, no, no. no. That's it's just I, I deem it not factual. So it doesn't you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to say those sorts of things. They also said things like this isn't your venue. This isn't your space. Suddenly it became a private event, even though it was right. Even though it's on public property, public property, publicly advertised. Anyway. I look forward to your video. I'll say no more because I obviously, yeah, I have plenty to say and what I want to do on Wednesday. So, um, Xander Blonde, how the hell did Laura Loomer get to Twitter before you did when she's publicly said far spicier things than you have? I think we all know the answer to that. Bosephus, he always is correcting me. Am I? I guess I didn't even realize that Laura Loomer got restored. I'm late to the news. Um, he sent me a phonetic spelling of his name. Wasn't it Bosephus? Yes. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Blonde, did you check out Brittany? I don't know how to use a computer, and Martin couldn't help me either. Pettibone on Chrissy Mayer. Good, but some te- technical difficulties. Time for Blonde. No, I didn't I didn't see that. Um, come on. Be nice. And uh, <laughs> I think I emailed Chrissy Meyer, Mayer, and she did not respond to me. So if you want to harass her, I'll go on wow. SimCast. Um, K7XO. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, Semper Ad Meliora, LMAO. Did anyone else notice the sign language girl just giving up at the beginning <laughs> of the Biden J6 clip? No, I didn't notice. Maybe she knew it was bullshit. It seems like yeah. she's had those moments before. <laughs> Jacob, presumably it was the most entertaining caning since 1856, although not nearly as justified. <laughs> Appeals to common ground do deserve beatings, though. So base boomer in a weird way. Yeah, it's like this gay Jewish Cuban guy. Um, oh, you're talking Jeff about Sl- Santos. Yeah, yeah. Jeff uh, Sloat. Good evening, Blonde and Matt. Who's going to host now that Matt is probably wanted for elder abuse? <laughs> Matt didn't do the caning. No, my friend got caned. You got it all um, I had the, nobody. You know what they did? They didn't. Nobody ever touched me. Uh, but they did that thing. Everybody had candles because this was a vigil. Some of them were electronic. Some of them were actual wax and flame. And and as soon as they realized that we were not one of them. I'm recording everything both to have a record of what happened and to keep ourselves safe from any incident that may develop. And they just start shoving the candles in my face and in the, in front of the camera the whole time. And the, and when they're crowding around my friend again in the great caning of 2023, 
he said it's like five old guys crowded around him and he says okay you need to not touch me whatever you're doing do not touch me and then they so they have the nerve to crowd around him and physically touch him and then they go what's the matter you afraid of some old guys what's the matter with you you're afraid of some old like, guys? no i can't kick his ass like because yeah. i'll get arrested nobody called you old number one number two i get to touch you because i'm old is not a great defense okay yeah don't don't try that anywhere else. Um, but it was just weird. It's like you guys get to behave aggressively. And then if we respond politely by asking you not to do that, you act like you're victimized. It's a yeah, routine that's how behavior. They do. Yeah. Repeated behavior. <clears throat> My voice getting a little hoarse. Do you want to read some Yes. Uh, Better Call Hall LLC says, Matt, are you allowed to concealed carry during an event like this in Bozeman? You are. You are. I'll leave it at that. But uh, I will emphasize that at no point did I ever feel physically threatened or like there was some sort of physical danger involved. So um, if anything, <laughs> yeah, if anything, I feel like what the hell am I doing at bingo night, uh, <laughs> bingo night out of the town? It was, yeah, we were the youngest people there. It was, it was, uh, it was an elderly <laughs> cult meeting. Um, vid- Violate the magistrate says finally announcing my family leaving California for Oklahoma next week for safety. Nice. PS Matt consumption of poo and withdraw. Oh, consumption of poo and withdraw life i need to i should have got that guy's i gotta pull that that soundbite eat shit and die or whatever he said (laughs) i I need to have that playable on demand well congratulations to your family man that's great uh and i hope the move goes well jacko says f in the chat for colorado i assume co it finally became east california with a ban on non-cage free eggs which are two times the price a 10 see a 10 cent bag fee oh, also became the law in prep for the 2024 ban both passed because of dems uh democratic rule with a veto proof majority in the legislature r.i.p tabor t-a-b-o-r and r.i.p colorado well that sucks to hear i the um the city of bozeman is currently fighting with the state of montana because they want to do a plastic bag ban too one of the that's how we're going to nah. save this city we're going to stop all the plastic bags at safeway uh i'm sorry to hear it and I'm sorry for the state of Colorado because as far as I gather, it's a wonderful place or at least a formerly wonderful place. And I know that Colorado is basically Montana 20 years in the future. It's just yeah. Montana with illegals and Hillary voters. And yep, we're headed yeah, in that trajectory. So and that Idaho. Makes me sad. Yeah. Def vent uh, says happy January 6th, everyone. Come on, man. That was four days ago, five days ago. That's true, but never forget the most important holiday. That was four days ago, five days ago. Robin D. Banks says, Blonde and I once made hate. We showed up to the Bozeman January 6th vigil in Star Spangled Attire and said, Merry January 6th, everyone. Can't wait. Uh, sorry, wait. We thought you loved January 6th. You always talk about how we're sorry. We didn't mean it. Um, my friend Frank was tweeting the other day. Uh, I hope everyone got what they wanted from Insurrection Clause this January <laughs> 6th. Something like that. It is a, it is a, a, a religious holiday. to these sorts of people the fact that we would go there and just not disrupt their religious vigil but just say hey have you considered this perspective contrary uh they that's they didn't just disagree with the ideas they were they were bothered like blonde listening to criticism of amadeus you know the same sort of reaction Uh, it's like you have you've insulted their god (laughs) you want to take over uh sure who's the next one daniel yeager yeah um i think gates is de facto speaker after he spent the last week bending mccarthy over and taking what he wanted debt collector style 
Maybe. Uh, Maybe he got something out of the deal. I'm disturbed. 2K7. Yo, what's up, baby girls? Maddie boy, you look fly AF, babe. Don't eat doo-doo feces and hit to the big sleep in the sky. Blonde, all I can say is damn. <laughs> Rest in peace, January 6th. We missed Dab on Dim Haters in Haven. How could I say all that? But last week I was like, are they saying you wildin'? I still don't know in that one. I think yeah. they were. There were lots of um, comments. Wylin? What wildin? Is like what? a wild animal? Oh, my God. It's uh, like the alternative. Oh, my God, bro. We skipped Robin, by the way. I don't want to miss hers. So uh, Amber McLaughlin, another important first for the current administration. Good job, guys. A lot of transgender firsts in this regime, that being the quote unquote woman who was executed. Keep it going. Who might be next? The possibilities are endless. Well, it was uh, the glass ceiling was broken. I I know. Will you read that Robin one? I already scrolled that up. Yes. Uh, Well, so after that is Mojack 420. Anyone else notice the jab is oh, a bioweapon? Look up uh, federal law, U- uh, 18 U.S. Code, Chapter 10, Biological Weapons Section 178 Definitions. Well, mm. if even if that's the case, that's just an obstacle. That's not uh, that's not any sort of requirement, I assume. Um, Eric, Eric, well, well, I'm glad that the Idaho murderer was caught. The DNA databases mean we can never have another show like uh, original Unsolved Mysteries mm. again. Robert Stack is gone and no one can get away. The new Unsolved Mysteries is so good. I, uh, I, I saw whatever the first release of them was. I assume there's probably more by now because that was a year or two ago. Probably more. Yeah, there's like a, couple a new release ago. recently. I don't care about the Bigfoot episode, but everything else. Oh, is there's good. a Bigfoot one? I care about there's, that the most already. Just a bunch of drunk Indians. Like, oh, drunk and Indians then, uh, and Bigfoot? Yeah. Oh, and then somebody tried to unlock my door and I just went Irish with that. <laughs> no, no, that sounds kind of, have you ever seen the movie Smoke Signals? It's about. I uh, love that movie. It, I had to watch that in high school English class because it's uh, the movie adaptation of, um, God, what's the author's name? Sherman Alexi. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's Tonto and the Lone Ranger Fist Fight in Heaven. It's the movie adaptation of that. So that's why. Oh, I've it's seen. so good. Uh, yeah. Hey, Victor, one time me and your dad got the Grand Slam, the grand slam. breakfast at Denny's. Two eggs, two slices <laughs> yeah. of bacon. That's that's um, a pretty obscure movie reference right there. That's yeah, definitely Yeah, I'm surprised obscure. you've seen that. That movie's great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Eric Nervik, did I read this one? No, last week you mentioned the explicit statues in the movie reviews. Reminds me of... Uh, Visualand sculptures in Oslo, including a literal tower of naked bodies in a public park made in the 20s. Yeah, really. it probably is more realistic than I give it credit for. Uh, Daniel Yeager, if McCarthy shirks these HSC concessions instead of the motion to vacate, should we recruit Alex Stein to dress up as dress up as Frank Luntz to troll and humiliate him? I'm going to meet Alex Stein next month, actually. Really? Supposedly. This huh. is what I've been sold because I'm going to the Lincoln dinner in Coeur d'Alene. I try to go... Um, Every once in a while. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is speaking, which I don't really give a shit about. Hmm. But Alex Stein is going to be there. So, Well, ask him why he ghosted this show. Did he? <laughs> he did. That I don't want to put him on blast, bitch. but he has no shyness about putting others on blast. So I'll do it, Alex. That's true. Um, I feel stupid for not knowing that Frank Luntz and Kevin McCarthy were roommates. I didn't know that until like this week. But they were How roommates at one point in well, time. Whatever. Draw Whatever. your own um, conclusions about what may have happened. In that age room. math doesn't seem to work out, but I guess it does. I think it does. But Frank yeah. Luntz looks like um, like an elderly toddler. <laughs> I guess. Kind of. So. I think he has a beard uh, now, though. 
that probably helps. Uh, Jonathan Prezios. Hey, I wanted to put you two on the case. I found researching the four Idaho murders, the Lori Vallow case where a mom killed her kids and husband might get off because she claims they thought they were zombies. Unbelievable. Yeah. The Lori Vallow case is a whole thing. It's is that the one where they crazy. thought they dumped them in Yellowstone, but then they didn't? No, they buried her on her ex, like her fourth husband's property or something hmm. like that. She was the one that um, got involved with some internet cult guy. And it was like the some uh, Mormon spinoff thing. And then she killed her two kids. Yeah, I th- and I think they, tr- I thought there was a Yellowstone connection. It's just that they didn't. Maybe there was. They thought that's where they dumped them, but it turns out that's not what happened. Um, Logan Orr. Can we all agree that Topton Sons um, was one of the greatest companies ever built? Wait, what? Yeah. This, uh, this might be a trap. Oh my God. I, I, Logan. Um, <laughs> he's always very, Runner. he's always very tricky. That, Logan. that was not tricky at all. I almost fell for it. <clears throat> um, Oh, the Ridge Runner says if our politicians had respect for the constitution, there would be no Pelosi or McCarthy to disrespect. At least two teenage athletes died suddenly in the last two weeks. Yeah. And then like a month ago, an 18 year old cheerleader, Seagram's gen. The fact the World Economic Forum website said he had one day before anyone else had. Uh, that's all I need to know about Kevin McCarthy. I know this whole thing's such a disaster. Hmm. Daniel Yeager, this whole speaker fight highlighted the Chamber of Commerce corporatist wing of the party versus nationalist populist wing of the party. Yeah, but like, would you would you qualify Matt Gates as like a national a nationalist populist? Like, is anybody in government truly a a nationalist populist. Well, I anyway. suppose if there's something of a spectrum, at least we've identified the worst uh, offenders, you know? I guess so. Yeah, people this is like the this last fight one isn't worth having, but I I I agree that it's it's not going to change a lot of the results that uh, of the bills that come out of Congress, but in terms of of separating in terms of some separation of who's who, I, I do see some value in that. And not just like, but who, who in government is worthwhile, who during this showed you that they're, that they're a man or woman of integrity. I, I certainly agree that we're not going to get critical mass in Congress to fix all the problems that the federal government has. Um, however, uh, the people who were willing to stand, there was a illumination to me in the people who were, willing to stand against the establishment and take that abuse that there's a little bit of spine there. And and I can respect that. But, but what's even probably even more illuminating to me is the vitriol toward them that just for challenging them within the system. And I guess that's kind of the lesson for me is challenge within the system and still be called a terrorist. Then there, there really is no solution. If that, if within the system itself is off limits, and I know that. I guess my uh, one admission is that this was probably good for morale. Yeah, I, I would say that it doesn't give me any added faith in the federal government, but it does help me be pretty clear about who considers me an enemy. Let's put it that way: who who considers me an enemy, Dan? Am no, I, an I, I understand that. Yeah, but but people wanted wanted to act like people that stood against McCarthy um, were these subversive subversives when in order to be in government, the prerequisite to being in government is that you basically have to be a morally vile person. There's probably some truth to that. If not outright that it, so requires... I'm just watching this fight between all these people that like, they're never going to do anything for me. And I'm like, I don't give a shit about any of this. Like I, I don't care. Hmm. <clears throat> um, I got to reload. 
I hope it's like the end of uh, The Northman, which I watched over the break. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Can I spoil the end of the movie? Maybe I shouldn't. It's kind of new. I will. I will it. withhold. <laughs> if you've seen the end of The Northman, you know how the combat ends. And if yeah. the combat in DC ended the same way, I would go, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Xander, the mainstream media doesn't put hit pieces out against Republicans like Crenshaw because it's controlled opposition. They do attack people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Gates because they don't fall in line, whatever you think of them. Yeah, but they're still um, towing some like really important establishment lines. If Green you get down to the nitty. Case. And I don't, I don't yeah, care. I don't. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to smear her or something, but she did get right in line from McCarthy in this particular instance. But uh, just generally, like, ask these people point blank what you think of um the vaccines and myocarditis or foreign aid or reliance on israel and like nine out of ten of people that, that you say are anti-establishment are just going to bitch out that they will like like they, they truly will so i'm not going to put any any reliance on any of these people i gotta reload chimp in a bow tie says steven paddock a thousand rounds in 10 minutes from a 30 second floor range of a half kilometer in 10 minutes at night with bump stocks four and 13 injured 41 percent hit rate half of the dead had headshots who's being naive now okay uh, if those stats are true and i'm not i've never heard them but i assume you got them from somewhere i need to vet that but if that's correct the hit rate is that even possible the headshots then that's <laughs> not just steven paddock which is the implied point but we're never going to get the is official. Is that possible, though? Is it possible? That it was just One guy's that? not doing that, especially because after you hit the first few in that way, people are going to be scrambling, running around. You might. I suppose it's not inconceivable that with that many killed, you get a high amount of headshots, but half in pure chaos. Yeah. But weren't they like fish in a barrel? I'm open to all theories about this, to be to be fair. With that much chaos and that distance to have a 41% hit rate would be insane. Okay. If that's correct, that's unbelievable. Uh, it's 413 injured. And another potential hole there is where they all shot. Is that 413 people shot or the right. injuries from other things? Trample injuries and such, yeah. If you have a source on that, Chimp, send it my way because I would love to see that information. Issue says, Happy New Year. Really wish one rule concession in the House would have been that any proposed bill needs to allow adequate time to be read. A few hundred pages per day ought to be fine. No rush for gigantic bills. Only rushed bills would be short. Well, they had the one rule about, what, 72, 72 hours? hours? That's so, insufficient yeah. for a 4,000-page bill, though. Thank you, Issue. Uh, you have to read 1,300 pages a day. Yeah, you're going to need staff. Uh, Semperad Meliora, have you ever read Parliament of Whores by P.J. O'Rourke? Some of the, the references are before Dunsons? your times, but I think you uh, would both like the book. Oh, no. I've not, uh, I've, I've seen PJ O'Rourke before. I'm not super familiar with his work, but uh, I don't know the book. I don't either. Thank you. Uh, Sean Garvey says, never thought much of Gates, but this was well played and will be worthwhile. If the concessions aren't, <laughs> you can't say that. That one's, that, that one's like, uh, <clears throat> do I dare? Niggardly. You can't say reneged. You can say reneged. You can't say re, re what? He said the N word. Reneged. <laughs> Anything the reneged upon. You can't say that. Anything the establishment hates this much has been an unalloyed good. Nah. Am, I, am I saying that correctly? Unalloyed? Mm -hmm. Unalloyed. Un unalloyed? Sorry. Uh, thank you, Sean. 
I appreciate it. Robin D. Banks says, as, great, as a great man once said, if you have to explain the joke, it isn't funny per my first super chat. Who doesn't care about the border or what's going on south of it? Joe, Kamala, pick one. Well, I don't mean to discredit your comedy credentials, Robin. Sometimes they are lost in the translation of super chat. And of course, we uh, appreciate your support for the show. In addition to we love you, jokes, you're very special. Copperhead, thank you. J.M., uh, thank you. Eric Burns Marsh says, Matt, do you, the lives of cyclists who wear tight shorts have value? No, you found the gap in my principle. Those people. No, uh, there's gotta be some biblical. It's gotta be a scripture, scriptural reference on that. Someone find it for me. It's deep in the Bible somewhere. There is no value. <laughs> Cyclist lives don't matter. Quote Jesus Christ. The disgruntled DM says, if the term limit is too short, we will all end up with professional congressional aides that will hold power as an unelected class. There's, mm. I'm sure there's probably some truth to that. You can't do this job unless you hire me, guy who has been doing it professionally for a decade. I, I, as much as I wish that wasn't a thing, I'm sure it would be. I don't think you're wrong about that. Ben Dover. Haha. I pray I will be able to call you a brother in Christ someday soon. Well, it could be a day sooner than you think. Uh, the Bible study continues every Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can head on over to the website if you'd like more information on it. Uh, Bible study page linked on the homepage. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Someone who was it that referred to me in the chat weeks or maybe a few months ago as Matt almost Christensen. <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. You're uh, going to end up being a more devout Christian than I am. Well. I don't, I, 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 it wouldn't be honest for me to say that I'm there, that I've had a spiritual revelation about Christ, but I thirst for moral truth and I'm going to keep searching on that until I find the answer or I die. That's the heart of Christianity though, searching for moral truth. So if I, if that, if I don't, yeah, I mean, if I don't give up on that effort, it's going to lead me somewhere. I think that's safe to say. And I appreciate your well-wishing. Thank you, Ben. Uh, Laurel says, sad news. My Matt and I have gone our separate ways. <gasps> No. Grieving the close of one chapter in my life. Optimistic about the new chapter. I hate to get personal, but I need to explain why I'm back in New Hampshire. So that means oh, you've left bummer. Michigan. Well, I'm I'm very sorry to hear it, Laurel. I hope that the split was amicable. And uh, I know that you guys like to listen to the show together. So um, if Matt is listening, I hope the best for both of you. Uh, I hope bummer. it was the right decision for both of you or that you can find some agreement on it or some piece man um i've all, all the best to you laurel and th thanks for all you've done for the show and and all you've done for us personally if there's anything i or we can do don't hesitate to reach out appreciate it uh, eric burns marsh says i'm not a vaccine skeptic i'm a vaccine realist <laughs> yeah, yeah right. I, I don't know what term to use but not not completely indoctrinated how about that <clears throat> uh, thank you, Eric. Bree says when my daughters were playing softball, they were there were hurt <laughs> hurt. It's that point in the night. This is a difficult one. There were heart protectors. There you go. And many people use them. YouTube won't let me shill, but I got my 600th sub yesterday. Oh, well, nice. congratulations. It's very hard to build a YouTube channel in Susan's current really environment. Is. So if you're doing it, you are doing it under tougher times than I or we did. Mm -hmm. incompetent hand says if a dude takes a 70 mile per hour baseball to the chest it will uh, i will still make fun of you for taking experimental gene therapy but to show <laughs> a routine tackle by a safety on the sixth ranked sixth sixth i can speak tonight i swear sixth ranked defense they're guilty 
Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Like, there was nothing unusual about this play. You do get mm-hmm. freakishly hard hits in the NFL sometimes, but this was as normal of a tackle as could possibly yeah, be. Yeah. You want to take over with Phil? Sure. Um, I'm once again asking for Texas to do us a favor and end Patch McCain's political career. He's certainly a brave man in the combat zone, but he's not fit for purpose in political office. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to dispute calling him Eye Patch McCain anymore. He's earned the title. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Jimmy P. Well, over a thousand athletes athletes have either dropped dead or collapsed due to total coincidences since 2021. So why the fuck are we suddenly asking questions now? Uh, yeah, I know. We should have been asking questions long ago. Hmm. Long Don John. Um, everyone stop what you're doing right now and go vote for the hunt. If you like the movie bit, it's a masterpiece and Matt is being done a disservice by not seeing it. If you don't like the movie bit, you get to see Matt suffer through the subtitles. Oh, that's Ooh. true. I'll give it a one wiki just for subtitles. Bohukazi, no, I don't let know. the it's record Danish. show. Uh, it's Danish and I want to establish connection to my heritage. So maybe I'll yeah. allow it. Uh, thank you, Long Don John. Let the record show. When President Trump wanted to not only reopen the schools, but also our country and all these networks mocked him based on the 12 articles I found um, from March 20th, 2020 to August 19th, 2020. Yeah, but he shilled the vaccine. He still shills the vaccine. Uh, yeah, I guess it's been a little while since I've heard him do it, but it's it's relatively recent. He's been pretty tone deaf about that for a while. Unable I think to he read even told room. people to get boosted. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Cam Grillasana, correct. These people are evil. They openly want to unalive about 7.5 billion people, advocate cannibalism, permanently harm children. Do I need to go on? Why are we not removing them from office and existence? Because we don't have a backbone anymore. Even the nice old man will tell you to eat shit and die. If that guy had a button to delete my existence, he'd probably press yeah, it. Yeah, we'd be screwed. Man. Chris, the trucker, tried to catch live but was driving playing back at 1.5 speed uh, just to uh, see this. Um, what does he mean? Super chat, Origi- this, I assume. Oh, gotcha. Uh, I'm retarded. Uh, originally from El Paso and Biden won't do anything to secure the border. It's almost like he only wants to replace blacks with browns as the Dem base. That'd be sweet if black people were uh, like on the dissident right. This is what we need on the dissident right. All right. A bunch of have black this faction race war. Faction race allies. war. <laughs> yes muslims if muslims can do it with lesbians and gays then like i think that white supremacists and black supremacists can have an we're alliance. gonna have it so it's gonna be yeah it's it's gonna be kkk with like the crips hand in hand against fundamentalist muslims and san francisco gay pride parade naked gay guys no, I saying? want the Muslims on my team. Oh, the Muslims are joining your team. It's everyone against gays in the gay war. No, it's everyone against leftists. Oh, okay. you're talking the, about the gay war, but not. But Muslims are def, are not on the leftist team anymore, even though they kind of. Well, I guess neither are the. Uh, neither is anybody except who who's on the leftist team in this. Scenario. In the gay wars, and I'm and this is kickball. Muslims are first. They have the most like blood hatred of homosexuals. Okay. Black people next. I guess I haven't thought about the teams in the great game yeah. war. I just thought it was all the gays coming for me. That's what I thought. No, no, no. You, you want the Muslims. Just uh, Lori as Lightfoot long as you're in a place coming, with tall buildings. Lori Lightfoot people. summoning her Chicago posse to come get me. That's what I envisioned. What would that look like? The Muslims in the gay wars would just be pushing people off of build, buildings and just like throwing giant rocks <laughs> at their heads. <laughs> okay. Ralph, Rafael Salvador, Matt and I once made love. 
He invited three Kangs. And when I saw them in my office, I had my own epiphany. It's going to be my day of mourning. I don't know what this means. I, That's I a big know. game, man. It's too advanced. I don't know what the Kangs are. Thank das you. Pooch. I'm with Blonde <laughs> on government respectability. Ideally, men of honor who consider it service above normal discourse. A laughable concept now because they've been made a clown show of it for longer than any of us have been alive. Burn it all. That that was my entire point. I don't know yeah. why people got upset about no, that. I, I, government yeah, government I, was supposed I to be citizens of high intelligence, irrespective of their level of wealth, um, doing a service for a country that they love. And it was supposed to be diplomatic and respectable and men of high intelligence. That's what it, men yeah. of high intelligence. Having That's what built- it was supposed to be. It didn't need to be this way. Having built something yourself and taking a little bit of time off to serve the system and the institutions that protected your rights to do that, such that the next generation can take advantage of that same system to build something great for themselves, too. Now, it's it's exactly what Das Pooch says. It's a clown show of career politicians who serve particular interest groups and promise to give you free shit at the expense of other people exactly. by stealing from them directly or stealing from their future in the form of debt. Totally. And mostly I enjoy the show, but sometimes like this week, I look at this and I'm like, this is so undignified. It is oh. so undignified. Yeah. And, it, and it really bothers me. Yeah. It just really bothers me. Um, Donde 2K. Important note about Amadeus. The only historical accuracies are the names and the music. Everything else is hogwash. I figured as much, but very entertaining hogwash. Yeah. And I don't I don't think that it's, it's trying to tell you that it's some historically or biographically accurate I didn't get that impression at least like I was not I didn't feel any I didn't feel compelled to go look up did this actually happen or was this a real I I kind of got the impression that it was sort of a jokey fictional presentation Mm -hmm. anyway yeah Uh, Scott Allen once again you do not understand that Grace Kelly was Jimmy Stewart's guardian angel punching the sky comes from Paradise Lost I have read Paradise Lost Salieri Mm. is the snake subverting God's creation it's Paradise Lost also Salieri like Satan himself um felt that he was once one of god's angels but that he was betrayed that's really what it was about like would salieri have hated mozart as much if he didn't feel like a by betrayed by his own mediocrity you know mm. and god's slight of him um fractal insights my hometown recently got a grant for public transportation buses taxi cab and the manager embezzled seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and is now on the run <laughs> apparently the whole thing was rife with nepotism yikes wow you want to take over uh thank you fractal Scott Allen, once again, you didn't. Uh, oh, we, you you got that one. I yeah should have uh, I should have noticed that anyway. Sorry about that. Let's see. Um, now I got to refresh though. Behena great fam. listing. After, okay, yeah, there we go. Thank after you. After Matt's movie review and even worse, the titty review. <laughs> I'm starting to agree with the old man. Open mic protesters. I know what. Okay. Come on. All right. You nope. specifically were not going to talk to me about this because you knew I thought this chick had hot tits. Is no, no. It's because I thought it was basically a distraction from the movie. I actually didn't. I, I am shocked that that was the direction that you went. I didn't expect you to say a particular thing about them at all. Well, but it I shouldn't say, have been in the movie because it was it was uh, kicked out of the theatrical cut. I think it was excessive. There really wasn't a purpose to it. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I would put this as beyond Game of Thrones levels of disappointment that bad whose boobs do you see in game of Thrones? Oh, all kinds but then uh there's like cersei lannister's body double too it's not the real her anyway uh, ryan trujillo uh, trujillo 
Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah. No, I don't know. The, the based Brazilians took over buildings of all three branches of government. The Kami usurper fled the city. So they are January 6th thing. That is happening. I guess I'll have to take a look. Thank you for the uh, insight. Neglectful Sausage says, New discourse is surviving a modern struggle session. They are witch hunting. Uh, confess your sins. They want your capitulation, not an explanation. Sounds about right. Uh, thank you, Neglectful Sausage. Jonathan Prezio says, I'm going to see Chrissy Mayer uh, tomorrow in person, most likely. I will try to get her to look into you guys. I would love to see you on the show, but SimCast is live while you guys are live right now. Uh, there are technologies to overcome such complications, though. Appreciate the uh, the support for the show and the uh, the idea. YB Nick says, recall the infamous Sean Big Joel complaints about rightoids being polite to them. Not hating your political opponents on a personal level makes you a grifter, apparently. The old man likely <laughs> agrees. Yeah, it's like you, you have to hate me because I have uh, you, you guys, I hope it's interesting to you guys when I show you because the speech that I gave itself is going to come off as you're going to think like that's so lame. It's such a lame, shitty, milk toast speech. And as I'm going to try to explain to you, that's that's the design. Yeah, like I wanted to go in trying to find common ground and pushing back as lightly as possible to see how they'd react. And the reaction was calling the police eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck says, uh, drunk Indians is redundant. It's like saying ATM machine. <laughs> well, that's that's unkind. <laughs> Scott Allen says, wilding. It's wilding. Look it up. So when you're wilding, really? you must be behaving recklessly. Ralph Rojas, uh, thank you for your support for the show. I appreciate that very much. Joe Patterson. I am not going to be niggardly. Says I'd be fine with a 72 hour reading period if and only if they pass a single issue bill law. Well, that is a dream and that's never going to happen. You're going to get crap sandwiches forever. Uh, Joe Patterson says also, Matt, just keep searching. You will seek me and find me and you seek me with your whole heart. Jeremiah 29, 13. God will honor your search, brother. Blessings to you both. Well, I, I don't know exactly what I will find. And quite honestly, I don't know exactly what I'm searching for. Other than I want to know where the moral truth of the universe comes from. And there's yeah. something that compels me to look for that. And if that's what this is, then I have no doubt that uh, I will be led in the right direction. Um, as long as I'm being led away from the <laughs> the mobs of old cultists who are compelled to sing We Shall Overcome on the streets of their city. Uh, because <laughs> they are so morally relativist, they believe that wanting to kill people who slightly disagree with them is fine. As long as I, I avoid know. that in my future, then I will call it a success. Quite <sighs> frankly, is it the real Frank? Uh, leave the gaze to me, Matt. Well, I'm glad we have the, uh, glad we have the duties distributed and organized for the upcoming gay war. And I'm glad that the, the messiest of it is apparently off my plate. I appreciate that. Uh, and hope you're doing well, man. Uh, I senor says, Matt, when it comes to conversation, you can't wait for some enlightenment, some feeling it will likely never happen. You have to analyze what's in front of you and decide whether you believe it or not. Well, that's that's if we're talking in the religious context. That's why I'm searching. That's why I'm doing this weekly Bible study. That's why I'm making an effort and setting aside time each and every week to put thought to that and to make myself more familiar with scripture. Um, that's a that's a big change for me in the last year. I understand that if you want to find something, you have to go searching. So I've, I've been making that effort to search, but I don't feel like I've found the answers to everything yet. Um, and I'm sure you, you know, that's, that's part of your faith journey. You never do. That's kind of the implicit in the concept of faith is you never f learn uh, certainty with regard to everything, but uh, the effort is there. And when I get there, I get there. Certainly. I think we are, uh, 
And thank you, senor, or senior, whichever you prefer. Uh, I think we're all set. At least uh, we're good on my end, right? Do you have yep. any additional ones? No, I'm just in the live chat being a boob scientist. Ah, well, I should have put up a poll. Are these good or not? And I'd be curious to see what the answer is. That's just, uh, it's overwhelming and out of control and nobody needs nipples that large. That's all I'll say. They're not crazy. They're not big faders. Oh, they are faders. You can't tell where the giant boob starts and the infinite areola ends. Yeah, but like also her nipples are all, or they're not hard. <laughs> so, you know, like I've just got like flaccid nipples. We got to poke them a little bit to evaluate. Okay. Yeah, just a little. All right. Crazy time. Uh, wow. We went a little bit long tonight, but uh, a lot to talk about. So appreciate it everybody. It was a really important chat. <laughs> well, there were some important topics. Uh, whether the boobs are nice or not is debatable. Uh, as far I look as forward to deleting many of your comments. And, uh, <laughs> in the comments. Thank you guys for hanging out with us this evening. Appreciate those of you who hang out live and chat uh, and super chat and support the show. If you're listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. It's appreciated. And if you'd like more to listen to, you can't get enough. There is additional audio material over on the podcast platforms for the show. You can find those linked in the description or over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. Look for the podcast page. You'll find all sorts of stuff. Blondes interviews, call-in show replays, stuff you might not find on YouTube. And speaking of, if you're looking for anything show-related, the website is where you find it, of course. mattchristensenmedia.com. Dot com. We will be back next week because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Bye, guys. <laughs>